welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Thank you for joining us again as we try to figure out what is the best mixed drink. I'm Elaine. What's your vote? <laughs> margaritas. <laughs> Always margaritas. Ah, I'm Carly. And probably a good daiquiri with vodka, not rum. I like a daiquiri. I'm John, and I'm going to go with pina colada only because I just had one recently and was like, I like that. I'm Tony. Uh, Jack and Coke or martini. Ooh, Ma- a little martini action. I he like likes it. him a little. A vodka or a uh, gin martini? Vodka. Have you met him? <laughs> I Look, some people out there like a gin martini or just like to drink straight gin. Who knows? He likes a vodka martini, stirred, not shaken, because fuck that other guy. Is that right? <laughs> well, each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction <laughs> fantasy. Sorry. I was pulling up my reviews. I, I was pulling up my and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick. My tribute to Carly's birthday, Must Love Dogs. In the drama and romance section. Yes. This this is the drama, huh? There was drama in this. It was got John Cusack in it. There's definitely drama. I was really worried they were going to cut that boat in half. That really worried me. That was the drama for me. Yeah. That was fantasy. Would they or won't they? (laughs) Will they cut the boat in half? You know what's science fiction about this movie? That someone can make a living building wooden teak rowing skulls that he can't sell. That he never sells. Yeah. What yeah. does he do? <laughs> I was worried a drug dealer. Is he maybe, did he inherit some sort, large sum of money? He and gave his wife everything yeah. in a divorce. <laughs> Even the boxing gloves. Too, we're, too, we're going yeah. too quickly. The men in this movie, we don't know any of them really. How, how are they supporting themselves? I do some construction when I need money. How do you not always <laughs> need money? <laughs> This is that fantasy land where people don't actually have jobs. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's an architect. Hey, at least say that. at least Jake's douchey friend was a lawyer. Yeah. He had a real job. He's the only guy in the movie that we know had a real job. <laughs> no. no luck with the teacher assistant. The teacher's assistant had a real job. He's Although, not making a whole lot of money, what though. What preschool has oh, wait, wait. Three, one teacher and two assistants per class? We need to just You need move to on. shut up. And <laughs> I got the impression she owned it. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about this in like a, a half hour. <laughs> We're going to talk about this for the next hour and a half. We just started early. Don't Switch. be ridiculous. This is a late movie. It's two sneak hours minimum. Sneak preview. Sneak preview. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, in case you were on the fence about turning this episode off, here's a little tidbit to get you. So this is Must Love Dogs from 2005. This is starring Diane Lane and John Cusack. It, this received a thermometer score of 35% mm-hmm. and a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 50. And then it on the IMDb's it got an uh, it got an overall 5.9 out of 10, but a critic score of 46. So not so great. It had a budget of 30 million and it made 43.9 million. So which for a rom com with Diane Lane and John Cusack, that's not very much. No, it's not. You would expect it to be higher. Cause yeah, this was directed by 
Gary Dave Goldberg, who also wrote and produced this movie. Mm. He directed only one other film, and it was a movie from 1989 called Dad, starring Ted Danson. Oh, I saw that. That's pretty good. But he, um, he also... He was a very successful TV writer, and he is the creator of both Family Ties and Spin City. Wow. You must wow. love Michael He Fox. wrote over 90 episodes of Spin City and over 120 episodes of Family Ties. Wow. I love Mr. Spin City. Yeah. So, and he did a yeah, lot of too. other TV writing. He was a pretty successful TV writer, but only two... He has three directing credits, one episode of television, and then these two movies. Michael J. Fox really made, like, uh, Mayor's Assistant look like a really cool job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked everybody on that show. Even Charlie Sheen got a little old, but because he's always that one note, but I yeah. loved everybody on that show. I didn't like Heather Locklear. Well, yeah. She, I just didn't she think she came in with Sheen, there. didn't she, towards the end? No, she came she in Was she in there before that? Yeah. It's been a while since I watched it. But, but, you know, it was the, oh, we need to refresh the series, mm-hmm. so let's bring in... Heather Locklear was like, oh, why? Why does everybody always bring in Heather Locklear? This is Melrose Place. <laughs> because of how great she was on Melrose Place. And I thought she, she was, was great on Melrose Place, but on this, it was just like she kind of fell flat. I don't know. Didn't I enjoyed like her. her. Spin- we should just start watching Spin City again. That's a really good show. <laughs> is it well, on? It's not on Netflix. No, I would already be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys know where we can watch it. <laughs> All right. Probably Hulu. Speaking of things we can watch. So, going into this movie, Tony, what'd you think? Oh, that's right. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> um, this is one of those movies I hear about all the, you know, used to hear about all the time, and I just never sat around, got around to watching it, and uh, I really didn't know what to expect. But I like Diane Lane a lot, and I like John Cusick a lot, so I was cool with it. All right. John. Well, it's not my favorite Diane Lane movie. I know. Streets it's- of Fire. No, it's always Streets of Fire. (laughs) It's not my favorite John Cusack movie. Which one did you pick when we did our top five? Oh, Connor. Was that your number one? Probably. Wow, man, I wish I had re-listened to see what your top five (laughs) John Cusack movies were to to see if you remember. But I remember seeing this movie a bunch of times because you love this movie. I do. And thinking, isn't that the movie where he makes the canoes in his garage? (laughs) He's always got or just in the middle of his loft on. apartment. His loft, yes. It's like <laughs> a nice apartment. Is, like is it a loft slash warehouse? Perhaps. Is Maybe. he living in a it's warehouse? Because like like he can't make any. <laughs> I was waiting, I was waiting he... for uh, Whistler and Blade to show up. That <laughs> and the last thing I thought about was, this is the thing with the guy with the butcher who's trying to sell her too much chicken all the time. Mm-hmm. Why is that guy trying to sell so much chicken? <laughs> because they tell him he has to sell the chicken. As someone who works retail, <laughs> I don't ask. I don't ask you if you need help because I want to help you. And I don't see ask if you need a Kohl's charge because I'm trying to save you money. It's because it's what's required of my job. All right. Well, I guess Carly, bring us home. All right. I, I've heard of this movie lots of times. Amazingly, never seen it, and I love Diane Lane. Under the Tuscan Sun is my favorite movie of hers, oh, which nice. I've seen because Carly said you need to watch this. <laughs> rare instance of Carly saying you need to watch yes. this. I've almost picked it a couple times. I think it's not underappreciated. No, that movie's so appreciated. <laughs> People love that movie. And yeah. I like John Cusack. We know that. <laughs> Somehow I hadn't seen it. Also, and I was happy that it was on Netflix. Speaking also, welcome, of where can we watch it. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, John Cusack. Yes. It's on Netflix, so you shall all go watch it. <laughs> but after you've listened to us talk about it. Right. Or before if you haven't seen it. As a matter of fact, go right now. We'll wait. No, we won't wait. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. We just have I'm to glad. fill this two hours with dead air. 
Or they could hit the pause button and come or back. Or we just talked I about guess, Spin I mean, City. It was only an hour and a half. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we have to fill another after. I was trying to be concise. I only have 18 uh, pages. While they're doing that, <laughs> front and back. the Spin City podcast. Is so, that a thing yet? Yes, we should do that. You could it's definitely do that. a thing, but that Review doesn't mean there can't be more than one. You really want to commit to another podcast? I didn't say you were invited. I'm sorry. Oh. I know. That's not what I asked. I said you really want to commit to another podcast. Probably not. We'll see. We'll talk about that when we're not online. Uh, we're online? Um, we're on the pod. So, you know, so I love this movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but the copy we own does happen to be a blockbuster DVD. Wow. So I think I rented it. And did not take it back. I went, well, she or, went to return it, and the store was closed, so I guess. Uh, or she was in there and saw a closing soon. Hmm. Or I rented it one time and liked it, and then while we were perusing, you know, pre previously watching the right. no, I said, remember, no, we need this. Remember yeah. back in the day, you would go wait online at Blockbuster, and they'd have the movies that they're selling, because when yeah. they first come out, they bought like 30 copies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they don't need 30 copies. They need like two copies, so they sell them for That's like true. 10 Pretty bucks. Yeah. That's true, too. That's probably how we got we it. We don't really have too many DVDs that still say Blockbuster on them, but there's a couple floating around. And I'll never get rid of it, because it says Blockbuster. So I'll tell my grandkids... About Blockbuster. So there was a place we used to get the movies. It reminds me of the video cassette. John Mulaney knew in town. I was on the phone with Blockbuster asking them about a movie. Like that sounds like something your grandma would say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we know what I thought. Let's see what some other people thought. Yeah. So Ebert and Roper. No, this is. Oh, man, I didn't look at their name. <laughs> Bob, it's thanks, Dave. Bob. Agiosa, A-G-A-I-O-S-A. And this was posted on January the 28th, 2006. Mm. It's definitely worth to see this movie. Wor- worth it to see only if you have an extra 90 minutes, you want to get totally bored, or just simply want to see how not to make romantic comedies. Mm, wow. It's really hard to say something good about the plot. Predictable, obvious, and plain. The characters seem so artificial. Their actions and dialogues come simply from script, and hardly can convince that the fi- can convince anybody that the film represents someone's life. The question I was trying to answer the whole movie: why the characters would make an ideal couple? I could not find a single one. Apparently, so. I've never read or seen fiction before. <laughs> well, that was a one out of ten. This isn't, this isn't based on a true story. Must love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a. Uh, in contrast, Pete Mulgrew22 gave it a 10 out of 10. I really like this, and I usually hate romantic comedies. <laughs> the writing and dialogue were zippy and fresh and full and free of cliché. The acting was fabu- fabulous by everyone in the cast, especially the cute Diane Lane and the quirky John Cusack. The film is, very enjoy- is a very enjoyable experience, and one that guys can like if they allow themselves to flow with the tide. Of its relaxed and clever humor. Well, I, really I <laughs> enjoy a good rom-com. So, we'll look forward to that. I'm not a lover of romantic films, but this is easily the best one I've sat through in a long, long time. Kudos really? to everyone for a really good film. <laughs> he must have been watching that other one. Was it Serendipity? This is a dude <laughs> who was told to watch a movie by his girlfriend and was surprised he enjoyed it. I enjoy- and I enjoyed it. Was that the name life. of that, Carly? With yeah. uh, John Cusack? Yes. Good job, honey. <laughs> I was like, I think I've seen this recently. Oh, that was Serendipity. Yeah, same movie. <laughs> all right. Only this, only that was in the winter time, and this was more in the, the fall. Same movie at all? Sure. It is. You have a guy. And Shane a girl. Black wrote that one, I think, because it was a Christmas. <laughs> it was a guy and a girl. 
they go to get together. Some stuff happens. They end up together. If again. I had to pick another rom com that I think this is similar to, it would probably be like Bridget Jones or something. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. If you want to think about internet dating, it's kind of like you've got mail. Yeah. Well, let's discuss. This movie again stars Diane Lane of Streets of Fire fame. And returning to the podcast, John Cusack. Of serendipity fame and high fidelity. Also starring Elizabeth Perkins as Carol, the sister, who we all know and love from Big. Right. And he said, she said. Yeah. Yes. And then the other sister is played by Allie Hills. She plays Christine. And she has done a lot of cartoon and video game voice work. Uh, Doesn't look familiar. Don't know her. Then there is Christopher Plummer as Bill. Or as he is in all of my notes, Dad. <laughs> Who was the bad guy in Dragnet? I was just going to say that. <laughs> From Dragnet. Yeah. Whenever I see him, he's the... The, the, the weird cult leader, yeah. sex cult leader or whatever. Christopher he's one of the pagans. Plummer yeah. has 211 acting I don't care. He's only been in Dragnet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Then the ever-wonderful Stalker Channing as Dolly. I love her. Who we all mm-hmm. love is Rizzo. Yeah. I just love Stalker Channing. I will watch anything she's in. She's not in a, She has a lot of fear. Luckily, this... She does do a lot of theater. She does a lot of theater, which I guess doesn't really help her, her um, IMDb score. Yeah. And then uh, honorable mention here to Ben Shankman, who plays Charlie. The Ben Shankman. The Ben. And her Shankman. brother's that dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I that's true. I watch that show. I don't think it's funny. He's, I, he's I like awesome. an episode every now and again, but I cannot watch more than you a can't, couple. You can't binge I'm watch done. it. You feel like you have to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny sometimes, but a lot of times it just gets gross, and you're like, whatever. That's an interesting commentary, huh? It is. But you know what, that a lot of people you know what doesn't make you really want to do that is the show Cobra Kai. Have you seen I have that? I've not yet? seen it. Yet. Oh my god. Is it really that good? It's not that John good. It's like that it. hokey. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, if you see the original Karate Kid, you'll enjoy it because of the hokiness. And okay. the best part, the only reason, only reason you need to watch the entire series is there's a scene where Johnny's sitting down with the new character, the new Karate Kid, right. his student. Mm-hmm. He tells his side of the story. Oh, okay. And it's like amaze balls. <laughs> that was brought that commercial was brought to you by YouTube our new Red. sponsor, YouTube Red. <laughs> All right. I get the feeling you don't like this movie because you keep going on. Well, dangerous. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. <laughs> All right. Tonight's gonna be a good, good night. I always feel like somebody's watching. <laughs> and I have no privacy. <laughs> your mind's just playing tricks turn. on you. <laughs> so I got nothing. <laughs> All right. So uh the movie begins. We open with the song, and we get our title credits. What was the song? I don't remember. Okay, then. We had a bad sound. But I remember that Tony said, I can see you and Elaine just singing this song. I don't remember what it was. I don't either. <laughs> the opening the song? The opening song. He was like, I could just see you guys singing this song on the podcast. <laughs> I remember, like, I don't know which song from the soundtrack went in which place, even though I looked at the soundtrack to pick a song, because honestly, I... Couldn't be bothered to tell you what song it was. <laughs> All right, well, let's spend more time worrying about that. All right, so we get uh, the credits are broken up by little um, vignettes of people giving kind of testimon- testimonials of how to meet other people. It reminded me of um, He's Harry Not That Into You. Yeah. No. Well, that too, yeah, Harry yeah. Sally. I, I, I enjoy that little tidbit yeah, in a romantic fun. comedy. I don't know why, but whenever they do that, like arbitrary people just telling stories, I love that shit in a movie. Yeah, yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. good. And then we get our first scene. We get. Sarah and her family, they're all at Sarah's house, and they're having a dating intervention. Which I think I'd be a little upset about. <laughs> well, yeah. she seems to be a little upset that 
they all came over there just to hand her photographs, which they put on her fridge of people that she should guys be dating. They know, yeah. And my favorite one was the guys like, I don't know any single guys, but the if you want to have an affair, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hell wrong with this guy? That's, that's Carol's husband, <laughs> who had two guys who will have an affair with her. And Mark, don't you have a friend for Sarah? And Sarah goes, a f- I sound like my own little episode of A Little House on the Prairie, a friend for Sarah. <laughs> and that's when he whips out the people, the affairs. And they all stick them to the fridge, and then he puts his up there, and she's right, like... Right, affairs go to the left. She says, I think affairs should go on the other side. And he goes, okay, and he just puts it there. Because that's the brother-in-law who doesn't really care about, you know... If your sister-in-law is dating or not, it's really not a no, yeah. concern. Except for my sister-in-law. I always appreciate who Audra's dating. Hi, Audra. We'd love to have you welcome back on the podcast. But she's been divorced for eight whole months, and they're very concerned that she's not dating yet. Diane Lane. Eight whole months is not that long. I've never been divorced. I don't know what the... Speaking from personal experience. Now, I hear you're supposed to, when you break up... Now, go with me on this. I saw it on a movie. I don't know which one. They said you're supposed to stay single for half of the amount of time of the relationship. That's not feasible. Yikes. So, at that this point, years. if I was to get divorced, I would have to stay single for another decade. <laughs> no, no. That would be a really long time. That's, that's hard but eight swallow. months is probably about when you think about starting to date again. If you were really, like, I crushed think, by, Like, if you were I, like, oh, I'm divorced, then you might start dating at two months. <laughs> but if you really, if it was like... You know. Well, some people well, started dating before they were divorced. Yeah, Hello. Well, let's just put a pin in this and go to our next scene, oh. which is our first scene, scene of Jake. And he's making a boat, which in his warehouse slash loft slash we don't know what that is. And it's a lot of square footage. For where, his, where, where does this take place? I don't know. Chicago, um, New York. It's not Chicago or it's New York because it's say? December and they do not look no. like they're all that cold. No. It's not Vancouver. It's somewhere on the West Coast. Because when the kid Joshua comes down, he from comes from San Diego. He, he comes from San Diego. I think they're up he comes in like down from San Diego or up from San Diego. He yeah, comes, San Diego's pretty far south. He comes from San Diego, so I'm assuming they're somewhere. I think they're like Northern California or like Oregon, Oregon. maybe like Portland, yeah. maybe. Yeah, they're somewhere. I think they're West Coast. And when she goes on that trip, the overnight trip, they're like on the coast. Mm-hmm. Driving, so I somewhere think somewhere where you you could, in theory, sell handmade boats. San yeah. Francisco, maybe, and somewhere where you're not freezing in December. Yeah, exactly. Because she jumped in the water in December. Yeah. And well, she said she was cold, but she wasn't like bundled up in cold. Spoiler. Spoiling it. Spoiling it. Oh, okay, can I get through the scene number two? I suppose. <laughs> so Jake is making a boat, and his buddy Charlie comes in. This is his buddy and his lawyer to give him his final divorce papers. Mm-hmm. He's all excited about it. He's very excited. He wants a high five. He's like, it's not that kind of. No, he says uh, something celebratory. He's like, it's not. No. no. He's like, high fives. Like, it's not that kind of thing. Low five. All right, fine. She get you to stop. She <laughs> should stop. But so, and then um, Jake goes on a rant about wood boats versus fiberglass. It's more than a boat. It's a time machine. And they talk about his divorce. And his friend Charlie just wants to get him out there and get him laid. Mentions mm-hmm. his co-worker Sherry, who slept with half the guys in his office. So, yeah. so yeah. Here's, here's why I said put a pin in that earlier. So Sarah has been divorced eight months. Mm-hmm. Jake has been divorced eight minutes. <laughs> and her family's concerned. And his friend is trying to kick him right into somebody's bed. Bed. Yes. So there's a little contrast, mm-hmm. I think. Well, there is something to that. Nothing, nothing also, gets you over the last one like the next one, they say. Well, also, 
we don't know how long just because your divorce was finalized That's today true. doesn't mean you split up yesterday. <laughs> it takes a while. For some people. And uh longer for others. <laughs> well, you know that I don't know what to say about that. I've never been divorced, so I'm just gonna let you guys get it. And there's law the laws are different in every state. Well Jake That's says Lisa taught me about sadness, about frailty, about how fleeting happiness can really be. I'm going to own her, owe her for that for the rest of my life. Which Which friend says you're going to be paying her too or something like (laughs) that. (laughs) This is where you find out that he got like the worst deal on his divorce. But he he doesn't seem to care. But But there was something really cool here because the judge really liked him. Liked him so much she sent a picture that says, you better call me, I'll have you arrested. I would so never call that judge. No. I don't care how hot she was or, you know, like, wow, a judge, she's making a pretty good coin. That would ruin it for me. That's a deal breaker right there. When you say I'll have you arrested for something, she's going to be that person. (laughs) Yeah. So, would you make a complaint? Mm Mm-mm. No. No, because people complain about everything. Oh, my God, he was rude. Just that and thing. I don't think she meant anything by it. She just thought he was attractive. She put put her bid in, and her bid was low. And he made a joke. (laughs) He said something like, that's one good-looking cougar. Yeah. Yeah. Which was also kind of She was a very attractive lady. (laughs) There's a lot of... I'm going to take this moment to make a tangent about how there's a lot of good dialogue, especially by John Cusack's character. Fun fact. So the director gave him the script and said, let me know if there's any changes you want to make to your dialogue to make it feel more like, you know, like like natural. Mm -hmm. And he gave him back 36 pages of notes. Wow. (laughs) 36 pages of notes. That's a lot. I like it better when they just like, all right, we're just going to ad lib, so go. Back to Sarah. Not a lot of actors can do that, though. It's hard. No. Mm-hmm. Her family's leaving, and her sister's like, we're worried about you. Just want you to be happy. And uh, after they leave, she takes all the pictures off the fridge, except for one, which was a photo of a hot a man model. Like a in magazine. a magazine. <laughs> and the one brother-in-law, she's like, is this someone you know? And he's like, no, but I'll, if you like him, I'll Google him. <laughs> all right. And then um, we go back to Jake. And it's Jake and Charlie. And uh, Charlie's trying to get Jake to get back out there again because that's all that he cares about. And Charlie's like, hey, don't get me wrong. We all wanted to sleep with Lisa. Mm -hmm. And then Jake goes, what? And Charlie's like, oh, I said that out loud. (laughs) That's not something you want to hear is all your friends being like, yeah, we all want to sleep with your wife. It's like, wait, what? Kind of fucked up. But Jake just wants to sit around the house and watch Dr. Shivago. See, now, that's, I can't support that, Dr. Shivago. I've no. actually never seen that. I've he should probably sit it. around and watch Spin City. I would support that. There you go. <laughs> I've thought about watching it a couple of times. Every time Spin I watch Spin City or Dr. Mo- Shivago? Dr. Shivago. <laughs> Every There's time, a few movies that make mention of it. I'm always kind of curious. But it's kind of like Love in the Time of Cholera. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, like, it's my art. I've thought about reading that book many a times. Still haven't done it. Thought have, about we, watching this movie. We do have a copy of that, you know. Mm-hmm. I know. And I think you should read it. One of us should read it. You <laughs> should read it. It was a gift to you. No. <laughs> I don't think it when I... It was kind of a gag gift. <laughs> when I got that as a gift, I hope they knew that there was 100% chance that she did not expect me to read this book. <laughs> Someday I'm going to just go on the weirdest reading binge and read both the Waterworld book oh, yeah. and the Love in the Time of Cholera book. All right, so back to Sarah. She's lonely. She's at the grocery store. She's, you know, in her sweats, just shopping, being sad. <laughs> Pats is a cute guy who kind of smiles at her. She walks to the next aisle, fixes herself all pretty, makes her, you know, fluffs her hair, goes back. Unzips her shirt. Yes. Yep. Because later on she goes, I don't have any boob shirts. She lied. Yeah, it looks like a camisole. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just like a tank top or All something. All shirts are boob shirts, by the way. <laughs> Not really sweatshirts. <laughs> All shirts are boob shirts. All because shirts. your boobs go in them, but that doesn't mean that you can tell you have boobs. <laughs> um, unless you, if you put a shirt on, you can't tell you have boobs. You're not a boob person anyway. You better have a nice ass. Okay. Well, thanks for that. That's how that works. These are fashion tips from John. And um, also baby boats. <laughs> so that's our. But he's the cute boy has disappeared, and she goes to the butcher to the meat counter, and she asks for a one chicken breast, which doesn't seem like enough food for a week. Mm-mm. I think and she was just eating it then because it's a, it's already pre-made. Let's like righteous chicken, dear. I guess. Well, he wanted to. He no tried to sell her a, a whole fryer because it was actually like forty nine cents. With, mm-hmm. And she says no. And he really is trying to sell her this chicken. And she starts yelling at him that she's recently divorced and all she does is eat alone every night. And she can't have this bunch of chicken hanging around because she usually just eats over the sink. Which, if I was single, I think I would do that too. Eat. Although, eat over the sink real quick and then yeah. you know less I'll no fuss no muss. Yeah. I probably would have bought the whole chicken and then just had quesadillas or tacos the next day or something. I love chicken. I probably would have got three or three or four chickens and only I would only eat chicken. That what are you having? Chicken. Didn't you have chicken yesterday? Yeah, I mean it tomorrow too. Chicken's delicious. Chicken. Do you have any idea how much shit you could do with chicken? Yeah. That but, guy was not wrong when he spun that little thing. There are a lot of recipes for chicken. We flash to her house and we see her eating her chicken alone in the kitchen. But she wasn't eating over the sink. Like no, she, li- she was no, leaning she on the sink. Yeah, she so was she, leaning on. Was the she sink. over the sink? Well, no, maybe she, she likes no, to mix she was it up. Not. Maybe she likes to mix it up. Yeah, well. Sometimes she leans on the sink. Sometimes it's over the sink, and maybe sometimes it's like with an elbow on the counter. Whoa. Maybe every once in a while she gets in the sink. <laughs> so we're back. I would do weird shit like that because no one else is home. I'd also never wear pants. We flash That's back true. to Jake and Charlie, and they're watching Doctor Zhivago. Hey. Jake is obsessed with this movie. It's his favorite movie. He likes all the... He seems to like all the depression and angst the melancholy. and melancholy. Yeah. A, he should read Love in the Time of Cholera. He probably Perhaps. would like it. Is that a sad book? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Charlie wants to get Jake laid and uh, kind of ask him why he hasn't called Sherry, the girl from his office. Because, ew. No, because this is what guy friends do. You're like, you're sad? We need to get you laid. Because that's the answer. I know this girl that's easy. Hmm. <laughs> he said it was a girl that's easy. It's like, I know a, this is well, a girl that will sleep with you. Well, he's also kind of a shitty guy, yeah. Charlie. Yes, but she likes him. She, It's not like he's just giving out her number to random dudes. No, no, no. Sherry likes Jake, and Charlie knows that. And he's like, she said you didn't call her. Like, she knew. Yeah. It's not like he's just writing her name on a bathroom stall. That and, Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. That and Charlie <laughs> strikes me as a guy who's... He's kind of a bullshitter. He, he's a lawyer. Yeah. So when he says she slept with half the guys in the office, he might just slept with one dude in the office. But that's what the people. But think not about. him. Yes. It's clearly not him. Yeah, because it's clearly she, not him. He puts his bid in later, and she shuts yeah. him down. She's like, no. Nah. So that's just that's you know he had a big old shot of haterade, and that's how that works. <laughs> haterade. And Jake tells him that he's looking for something more real. That he doesn't want to be with someone you know, young and superficial. Yeah. He wants a real relationship, so. He said, like, she's 24. Yeah. I can't talk to her. Like. You know what? And I think the first time I saw this, I was like, what's wrong with 24? And now I'm like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to date someone who's 24. No. They're not hard. explicit about how old they are, but they're definitely late 30s, yeah. early 40s, which Diane Lane, I don't know how old she was when this movie was made, but she was looking 
fabulous. Fantastic, but also like someone who couldn't be playing 37 anymore. I Googled it because I thought, man, that younger sister looks way younger. Yeah. And I was curious how old the actresses were. Mm-hmm. And Diane Lane was born in 65, and this came out in 05, mm-hmm. so she was 40. Okay, yeah. so she um, could play 37. Carol was born in, like, 60, and that little sister was born in 78. I was like, that's 18 years. <laughs> well, I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, I thought that was, like, the Carol's daughter. <laughs> well, they, the youngest brother, too, looks really young. Yeah, a couple times I was like, "Are those their kids? No, they're all siblings." Whoo, their their mom had some. On oh, my babies are leaving the nest. I need to have more. <laughs> well, at the oh, my wife doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Shit, I think it's actually recorded. <laughs> Your wife has been very clear that her womb is officially secure. Uh-huh. But, but no babies have left the nest yet. <laughs> I will get more dogs <laughs> or a cat or a no. hamster and name it Bill. Ooh, Bill. <laughs> hamster. Cross always wanted a hamster growing Tropical up. fish. Our son always wanted a hamster and he's like. He was adamant that they're Bill. all named Bill. It's Bill. <laughs> yeah, he was seven. Um, if you ask him now, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, he was very adamant that all hamsters were named Bill, though. Hmm. So, uh, anyways, we're back to. Um, we flash back to Sarah, and Carol and Christine are helping her get ready for a blind date. She apparently read a personal ad, and she answered it, and they're trying. Uh, Christine has helpfully clipped out dating advice from a magazine. Sports Illustrated. <laughs> and in the That's ad, it I said, uh, if you like pina be, coladas and get caught in the rain. That might be worse than Cosmo. <laughs> I mean, this personal ad thing, like, what is this? Like, this is 05. They didn't have personal ads anymore. They had online dating where you have profile pictures and things like that. This was, like, from the 70s. Yes, but she's old, so I'm sure that they still do have personal ads. You know actually. why they're not personal ads? Because, paper, but... you know what? I'm going to explain why they're not personal ads after you talk about the next scene. You may proceed. You know I mean. <laughs> okay. But Carol is like, where are your boob shirts? Why don't you have any boob shirts? And she's like, I don't have any boob shirts. And Christine is like, I brought some. So, She's a preschool teacher. Like, which she would have to have them as going out shirts. <laughs> hey, I know someone who taught elementary school, and she had plenty of boob shirts. Well, well, I know that sometimes I try to give my mom a shirt, and she's like, I can't wear that, because every time I lean over, all the students would get an eyeful of Some people don't care. <laughs> Your mom doesn't... She doesn't Never have mind. big boobs, but I'm she doesn't gonna, want people to see. Tony, want to ring on us? Nope. Not even a little bit. I don't see why that would be a concern There was ever a topic her, I wanted to avoid more. Matter of fact, I'm leaving the room. Yes. yes. No, not sure if I should say you have very nice boobs to your mom. But she doesn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No shame. No tea, no shade on your boobs. Um, <laughs> so, Tony, it's simply light here. Is it delicious? Yes, it's pretty so good. So, she goes to meet... I'm sure when Aaron listens, she will laugh. She goes to meet the guy... And she goes into the coffee shop muffin place, mm-hmm. and she sees her dad sitting at a table. And she's like, oh, no, he can't be here. I'm about to have a date. That's weird. Yeah, so she goes in, and she starts talking to him, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's, you know, telling her that he's meeting a lady, and she sees the yellow rose, because the gentleman was going to have a yellow rose. And she asked him about it, and sure enough, her date is her dad. <laughs> and she starts to freak out and he thinks she's freaking out because she's not ready for him to date 
But that's not what she's Which is not out. what she's freaking out. And then he thinks it's hilarious that she was his date. <laughs> I would think it's hilarious. Yeah, and she gets really mad, especially that he described himself as a young 50. Your <laughs> <laughs> dad, you're 70. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, this is why personalized don't exist anymore. This little situation here and the song uh, Pina Coladas. Okay. <laughs> Cause because catfishing now happens on the internet? Yes. Well, now they have all those websites and stuff. Yeah, which we'll I, I, see. I know many people who have met on the online dating thing, and it's worked out well for some of them. Hmm. Mm. Not so well for others. That's but hey, true. that's just like going to a bar. You know, you get what you want. Yep. I don't know how the online dating thing works. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> like, this came out John in 05. sounds very suspicious. <laughs> this came out in 05, and now I had already been, been married by this. <laughs> Uh, he might know a little bit about how online dating Oh, I works. do, because, because I got to see a friend of mine. We were we were partners. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> we worked together, and, like, he was online dating, and it was like it was a lot like shopping, and I was intrigued. I'm like, well, we need to get on this. We, just, we would sit down at breakfast or lunch or whatever, and he'd be like, what do you think? You know, and we would go through, and it's like, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's like shopping. <laughs> what? There's something really terrible about calling online dating shopping. What would, what would you... Um, <laughs> what would you say it's akin to? I'm not saying it's not. Are you go- are I'm you going to look for a certain item? <laughs> I just think that's really awful. It's, it's so what it's, it is. When it you is put it, it like that, it's terrible. Well, that, that's what you do. I know. All mm-hmm. dating is shopping. <laughs> that's how it is. Well, I'm shopping looking. Shopping is not dating. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good recovery, Tony. That's our new T-shirt. <laughs> Tony, you ever know anybody who did the online dating thing? Nope. Uh, Never met nobody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we go. So after this disaster of a date, Sarah is in the bathtub. And she gets a phone call. It's a nice tub. She's got a a a claw foot tub. Mm -hmm. We've talked about bathing in the past. Yes. She's doing it right. (laughs) Nope. She's got her phone too close. She's got a nice tub and she's she's taking a nice bath. Yeah, but she does have the bath bomb. Maybe. She has like, bubbles. She has lots of bubbles. Maybe she used some Mr. Bubble. I'm not sure always has the is. best quality. I know you have some at your house, and I was looking at them like, I don't know what this does, but I guess you throw it in the water and it yeah. fizzes. Mm-hmm. They're very fancy things. That's, if we took if I took more baths, I would probably buy them, but I'm not going to pay that much money for something that fizzes and turns my water blue. <laughs> All right, then. So, um, she's in the bath, and she gets a phone call, and she answers it because she has her phone on a stool right next to her she tub, which is... If I was in the bath, I would not have brought my phone in there. Nope. I'm in the no. tub. That's my me time. It's tub time. That's a little weird. But she answers it, and it's her sister, Christine. The only thing you could have in the bathtub is milk duds, like King Ralph did. And <laughs> she's asking about her date. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like, you already know what happened. Where's Carol? Is Carol there? And Christine's like, no, I know. I, I talked to Dad, but Carol's not here. Carol doesn't know anything. And she's like, hello, Carol. And Carol says hello. And um, because Carol is obviously the oldest and is just in the know about everything. Mm -hmm. Poor Christine is just baby sister syndrome all over the place. (laughs) But uh, they make fun of Sarah over the phone for dating dad and talk about how they're going to talk about it at every Thanksgiving. Oh, that would be a thing. The day she died. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually I'd lean into that because it's funny. It is very funny. It's nobody's fault. Yeah. It's just what it is. So, I don't know, the timeline of this movie is a little strange, because they flash from scene to scene, and you're not sure how much time has passed. This could be that same night, this could be two weeks later, who knows. But Carol comes over, Mm -hmm. and she, you know, she wants to check in on Sarah, 
And she's done a thing, and she doesn't want Sarah to be mad. So, of course, Sarah's going to be mad. Mm Because when your sister says, now don't be mad, you're going to get mad. She has put Sarah's profile up on perfectmatch.com. Which reminded me of another movie we did, This Means War. Mm-hmm. Where the friend or sister yeah. so puts your... It's always... You never do it yourself. When it's the, the female, they never do it themselves. It's always someone who does it for them. I don't know what that... That's true. I didn't do mine. You didn't My do yours? sister did. Oh, you had one? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Which site did you, were you on? Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> Is that a thing? Like, women don't actually do those, huh? I don't know. She was like, I met somebody on here I think you would like, so we're going to make you a profile. And I was like, I don't want that. And she said... But I think you would like this guy, and I want you—I want you to meet him. So she made me, and she waited until it was not Tony. She waited <laughs> no. until she had my permission, and I—I I gave her input. She didn't create it okay. without my knowledge. It wasn't like the picture of you doing cake stands or nothing like that. No, it wasn't putting up your high school Sensual. graduation photo and no. putting voluptuous, sensuous, divorced white female seeks special man to share starlit nights. Dot dot dot. Must love dogs. Although, no. I'm pretty sure that this describes you pretty well. It, it actually does. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's what it said. Is it a we weird live, time to say, based on a true story, this is Carly's? We live in the Facebook era where she could have gotten any picture off my Facebook right, page. Right, yeah. That's true. Back then you had 100 pictures, now? Not your uh, high school yearbook picture. Yeah. yeah. Which would actually be harder for her to get a hold of. <laughs> See, now, back to the shopping online mm-hmm. dating thing. This is what's called false advertising. Mm-hmm. It is what's called false yes. advertising. Because if you go in there expecting that young lady, and not that Diane Lane is not an attractive lady, even then she was, what, 40 years old? She was um, a very nice... Um, what's it's, a good it's word? Common, she though. was very attractive. <laughs> and her at 18, I'd be like, um, that's not you, but I'm okay with it. It's and me. also, how you doing? <laughs> oh, wow, you sound almost as creepy as date number one. Um, so Sarah is mad, but Carol says that it's something has to be working because she's gotten 18 responses. And then, Which is really low, actually. Sarah, yeah, I actually thought that, <laughs> like, girls, yeah. within, I turned mine off within two weeks because just, I, it was like 18 an hour. Really? So like, if you're an yeah. attractive woman on a dating site it's over you are bombarded with you can't even i felt bad because wow. i'm a nice person and i felt like i had to respond to everyone but it was impossible really yes wow i thought that was a good amount of people no it's not <laughs> that's, that's low for a guy it's good oh is it okay because the the guys tend to be the ones that are looking at them and right, choosing right, right, the right. women because you're shopping. Ladies are just waiting to be picked up off the shelf. See, you say it like that, like That's, supply and demand. It's it's the terrible, terrible double standard. Honestly, it's not a terrible I... double standard because the the world is fifty one percent women. So it's actually I don't know why the guys are doing all the shopping. Shouldn't it be the other way around. Even if I wanted to do the shopping, I was so bombarded with messages. It was like I couldn't. Well, Sarah accuses them of of her of listening to the messages. And and Carol admits that she likes three, eleven, and fourteen. Christine liked two and eight, and Michael liked them all. Now I will say it was weird that they had voicemail. I had never yeah, seen that before because it was all just text yeah. messaging. Well, I think it plays better thing. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it this does. was 05. Texting wasn't as big of a thing then. I mean, instant messaging was, but yeah. Well, but if you think you're but, gonna put a little voice message, that would take up a lot of space. But when I was on the site, it was all texting and messaging. Maybe it's like... But it was also 2000. Well, they did have all those... <laughs> yeah, it's been a while there, Carly. Yeah. You're out of the game. There was a time when you would get the internet phone. Like, instead of having a home phone, you would have the internet phone. That's known as voice over IP, yeah. 
I didn't know its official name. Thank you for educating me. That's what I'm here for. I don't know much but, about online so dating, maybe, but I know about Voice of Rye Pink. So maybe, like, you, you called the number and it has a special mailbox and you leave your yeah. message. Because I could see that. Because that was, that was like a thing that got really big, like bondage. Well, for a while they did, I think back in the day day, they did like VHS tapes and shit. So, I mean, they, they've yeah. been trying all kinds of different ways this to do is, this. You know what? Together. If I ever did this, I'd be, you couldn't have me leave a message. You're like, I love pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, and that would not get a lot of response, I don't think. This is one of those things, I think, where it's like a time capsule of technology. Like in 05, we might not have, this might not have seemed strange at all, but so much technology has passed that it really sticks out as weird. Yeah. Well, this was 15 years ago. And but, online dating has become more and more popular. Right. There yeah. was a stigma back then. Maybe in 05, 18 messages was good because well, there weren't maybe. as many people online remember, there, dating. There was the stigma of, oh, you're online dating? Oh, yeah. what's wrong yeah. with you? But now it's like, now it's who like, doesn't? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was dating, I would put up my own online profile. Would you go? Life. No, what would you use? Would you use the Tinder? No. <laughs> I don't want to have sex. I want a real lasting relationship so i would go on eHarmony and e answer okay. the 50 bajillion questions <laughs> See, to find my perfect pay. match yes you know what i'm gonna have to say i wouldn't go on eHarmony because i know for a fact that if i filled out an eHarmony application and my wife filled out an application we would not be we would not be together that's true and we've been married for a very long time and eHarmony would be wrong I'm pretty sure that none of those dating sites would pair us up. Right. I would click on her Except and they would say, for no. The only dating site that's currently out that might pair us up is bjjdating.com. I doubt it. Which is because Brazilian jiu-jitsu, not blowjobs. I'm pretty sure that that is a really not a popular website because there's not a lot of women in the, in the, in the Which genre. is why I think it might match us up because we live in the same area. Because we, we live in the same out. house. Yeah. <laughs> and we both are interested in jujitsu. Because we live in the same house. I'm pretty sure in the area you'd be bombarded. You'd have uh, 18 in an hour. Yeah. I don't know. But All anyway. the dudes and the, the, the five chicks. <laughs> <laughs> but the online dating apps now, like uh, I was a friend of mine was showing me some pictures on his phone and it, it alerted him. I won't say the, the, the website, Tinder. <laughs> said a match has come up. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, busy tonight? And he just looked at me and like swiped it away and kept on about his business. Didn't even answer. So here's well, something that that one. guy... They give you so many... The ones that I was on, okay. <laughs> oh, you want, oh, you tried this. <laughs> they give the you truth so comes many, out. They give you so many every day. And then, you know, you get... Oh, they like, give you suggestions. That's like a yeah, regular thing. They're like, look, these, okay. these fit your profile. And they give you some every day. Or, you know, the regular messages yeah, from, curious. from people. Did it suggest me? Is that how you found me? Tony and I met online. <laughs> no, nope. no. I just saw your profile. You just found me anyway. He yeah. was shopping. But, I, but, and, but and I you're welcome. Say, but and he say, found the perfect shirt. Look at that. You fit him like Tony Grush in red. Ooh. <laughs> but I will say it had it had um, it had matched me up with ex girlfriends a few times. When I looked through my list, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, well? I was like, yeah, but it didn't work out. So. His face looked just as you imagined. <laughs> wow. See, this whole thing is very... I, I never ask questions about online dating because I don't want to be that guy who's asking too many questions and you want to do it. Yeah, it is, no, suspe it is a Whatever little suspicious. Know. But you should be rest assured that I don't know anything about it. So. <laughs> I'm like, is that how it works? So you should yeah. be happy. <laughs> no, I did it for a while. It was a good time. Okay. Good time. I, now, got, a, you, I got a Sam's Club card. Did you and your friends... Shopping. Did you and your friends sit there and, and go through together? No, not really. See, I always, I always want to help people when they're doing like, well, let me see what you got. <laughs> Because no, you're so far it. removed from dating that you're very intrigued because well, we you have no idea it. how it works. We would do it like with a few of our friends that, you know, 
we were like, they can't have a good profile. Let me look at your profile. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd leave be this now. off and like, change this around. You like, know? at this point, if I don't have 18 messages on mine, I'd freak out. All right. Well, I feel like 18 is the number. Well, <laughs> Sarah is going to ignore it, but she listens to those 18 messages and sets up some dates. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Date number one with Walter. She, uh... They're, they're out to dinner. They look like they're having a nice time, but he keeps looking at her. He just looks disappointed. Wait a minute. You said I was like Walter? The 18 guy? 18's legal? That guy's creepy as fuck. He's you made a joke. You made a joke about being 18 and looking nice. How you doing? Well, you know what? <laughs> Which is hot. Can I just... Go ahead. In the beginning of the date, though, they did look... Looks like this could go well. They look like There's they're having a potential. Starts like they're having a nice time, but he's got a little disappointment on his face. And she asks him what's wrong, and he said, "I thought you'd be younger." And she's like, "Well, you said your age bracket was twenty-five to, to forty to forty-five." And he's like, "Yeah, but I was hoping you would be closer to twenty-five or twenty-three, eighteen. That's legal." That's yeah. creepy as Which fuck. gross. That's and I think there's something too. I have an 18 year old daughter, and that may maybe why. Miss <laughs> gross. Because if people say, "Well, 18's okay," I'm like, "I'm gonna punch you in the dick." <laughs> okay, okay. So here's my question for you, my father, who I love, uh-huh. is married to a woman who's only two years older than me. Uh huh. Which you have, n- is that? Which at the time, do when you, you when now like, find that creepy? They're getting married. Creepy? I was like, right on. <laughs> do you now find that creepy? Nope. As because older, the age difference. Yeah. No, but he he's like that's creepy because I got an eighteen year old daughter. So yep. now, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just. But would it just be creepy curious. if Tony showed up tomorrow with a twenty year old? Is it Gwen? No, she's not twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not getting um, <laughs> attacked from eighteen different angles <laughs> with random weapons. <laughs> um, would it be creepy if? Curious. Okay, so let's say in this world you guys broke up, and Tony's like, "Hey, I got a new girlfriend to bring her over." I'm like, "All right, cool." Because we get Tony in the breakup, naturally. That's not We've true. We've had that argument, and um, we get Tony in the I breakup. I agree. That's, that's not true. <laughs> I mean... Apparently, there would be a division of podcasts, I think. There'd be two podcasts. <laughs> that's neither here nor I'm that. keeping Tony. You could do a spin-off, Spin City podcast. Spin City spin-off. Called the spin-off. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. Anyway, but anyway, so if Tony brings over a twenty from the city. He's 20. Carly gets that reference. Nice friends. Yes. Friends reference, yes. <laughs> um, We're so off the rails. <laughs> I would... I would I wouldn't get mad if you get a little creepy, but like, Tony, she's way too young for you. <laughs> like, like, yeah. what do you talk about? <laughs> He's like, oh, she talks. I have no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, no, See? That Tony wouldn't, but because no. he's like they speak a different language. I don't understand. No. No, I will say, <laughs> They're I will almost say a different before, species. Before Carly, maybe people before Carly, I dated a girl that was a bit young. No, she was not 18 or 20, <laughs> but she was beyond a few years younger than my my minimum. Yeah. And we went out and, you know, she saw it or whatever. And I was like, this is cool. But then we talked a few times and I was like, oh, I got it. I want to kill myself. <laughs> well, so, let me tell you, wow. before I got married, I dated a 20 year old and mm-hmm. it worked out well. I was, but you were 20. I was 20. <laughs> Actually, when I was 20, I dated a girl that was 29 mm-hmm. for a while, which if you think about it now, She'd be older. <laughs> well, she was older then. She was older then, too. It didn't seem so well, bad. she was frozen. See, I want to make a comment about how John has always liked those older women. I, I actually have... I don't discriminate. Though. I have usually... I've almost exclusively dated women that were older than me. Especially you, even before I got married, they were usually, like, years ahead of me. Mm. So, well, I was a very mature 20. 
All right, so back, very mature at all. back to people. For 20. Who, back to people who are looking for people that are not mature. Mm-hmm. Walter, super creepazoid. Yeah, she just left. I would have too. Ew. Yeah, and Ew. then you're gross. Date number. <laughs> she, throws her, she throws her napkin down, grabs her purse, and walks out. How about your half of the check, lady? No. Nah, no. No, that was a different person. Yeah. Lenny, date number two. Lenny's kind of a creep. He's too. very sad. He tells her how he's feeling very discouraged. He's been on 17 first dates cool. this year. Perhaps Which if he didn't leave at that cry point. on them or even talk about them. That doesn't need to be what we talk about. I'm no. afraid I'd be Lenny. I'd have 17 first dates. He, uh, <sighs> he starts crying because he gets no second dates. And she, a preschool teacher... Start singing. Oh, God. If that's you're right. happy and you know it, clap, clap your hands. hands. <laughs> Didn't you once say you if I was online dating hands? or dating at all, I would never get second dates? I did say that. You think I'd Ouch. be Lenny? No. I don't think you'd cry. No, I don't think that you would be Lenny. I think you'd be unable to get second dates because you're unable to pretend you care about stuff you don't care about. <laughs> oh, wow. Truth and first false. dates <laughs> tend to be pretending that you care about stuff that you don't care about. First dates are job interviews. Yeah. You mm-hmm. also have a very low tolerance for people that you think are stupid. <laughs> and because you're fairly intelligent, most people are stupid compared to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, there's that. Date number three. This is how Blaine knows I'm never going to cheat on her. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall. That date starts off with an arm wrestle. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, who does that? Nobody. Marshall does that. Marshall's an idiot. And uh, she offers to split the check, but... Marshall's girls don't pay. Ew. Wow. He also wow. he also Ugh. says you would look great in handcuffs. Yeah. It really that seems like a bit much. It really yeah. reminded me of like when I watched shows that took place fifty years ago, and women would be like enthralled by these men who made them be prostitutes. Like it kind of made me think he was like pimpy. It was weird yeah. and creepy. It made, me, <laughs> it made me think of this movie with Dane Cook, Good Luck Chuck, where he's like mm-hmm. the bad date. Yeah. Like, you go out and he's, like, intentionally bad, so you make the the old guy look better. <laughs> it seemed to me like that. Like, that's just the kind of douchey shit you do to make her go, oh, wow, I need to go back to my old boyfriend because dating is horrible. I just, the douchey thing is that he used his own name. Yeah. <laughs> if he said, no, I don't let girls pay when I'm on dates, that's a different thing entirely than the sentence Marshall's Talk about yourself in the third person. And it really yep. made me yeah, think Jonathan he was a good going idea. to <laughs> expect her to put out. Yeah, I when you say you look good in handcuffs, when, that means that we're going to bang later. you talk about how much the food costs, and you won't let her pay, and she looks good in handcuffs. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a theme. That's a bang it, comment. Well, I feel like he's the kind of girl that's, or girl, Ooh. dude, that's a very controlling boyfriend. He's into he's a one-night rental, you know what I mean? in charge. <laughs> but uh, then, uh, so we flash finally away from the dating montage Isn't to Jake flash? and Charlie. Aww. They're at an art show. And, uh, oh, look who's here. Charlie's coworker, Sherry. She wants to know why Jake hasn't called her. Because she's really, ah, there's something about that kind of girl that's like, I don't, she's, she's very a cute. She's a very, person. She's yes. a very attractive looking person. But as soon as she opens up her mouth, you're like, nope. Yeah. She's playing the caricature of a dumb Blonde. She was like a nine, and then you open up her mouth, you're like, now you're a two. She's playing well, that bad one. stereotype of the dumb blonde who just wants to have sex and doesn't know anything about anything. Yes. But it, but in, Uncultured also, and uncouth. Also, there's a thing with girls, at least with me, I don't mm. know, I assume most people, when a girl's too aggressive, mm-hmm. it's a warning sign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, with me, it's always been like that. They're just, 
you know, really, really, really aggressive, you're like, hold on, like, Chief. Tony, Whoa. why haven't you called me? Yeah. I want to see, I want to hang yeah. out with you. Like, yeah. guess what? So let me ask you, Tony, 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 hold up. Okay. Tony, would you date this girl? Like, let's say you and Carly Sherry? break up. What's and name? I'm Sherry. Sherry. I have a friend of mine, Sherry. Tony, I want you to date my friend Sherry. I didn't get here. enough of a... She's 24. I didn't get enough of a profile from her from the movie, but probably not. But mm-hmm. I don't like that girl. <laughs> she, I don't like her. She enough. thinks that people only go to... I mean, my boys or yeah. whatever. I didn't yeah. like well, she's enough. no Imogen Poots. Yeah. Well, I would. I would date her. Imogen Poots. Yeah, because <laughs> just in case you're in a, in a sad situation, we know the poops are going to be able to care. Any girl so, that will hunt vampires with me, she gets off. John apparently <laughs> likes the element of danger. That could backfire on you though, because you want to be immortal, and Imogen Poots will yeah, kill you. Yeah, but I know her. So she will kill be dead you first. We're like, I'm be a vampire. Okay, hold on one second. Imogen, I'm in this dark alley. Right <laughs> and um, we all hope that the Poots is doing well. <laughs> I don't like the caricature of the girl. Like, it's one thing to say I can't communicate with people in their early 20s because we have different cultural references and different different backgrounds. But it's a whole other thing to be like, no, she's stupid. (laughs) I don't know any girls like this. Do you know any girls like this? No, because there's no girls that are really like this. There are girls that have stupid girls. Oh, I know know a plethora of stupid girls I don't want want to kick in the face. But none like this that are trying to whore themselves out. Oh, no, yeah. If you need to not use that word because it's perfectly okay to want to sleep with anything that moves male or female. Right. Second of all, it, no, it's not. By the when, way, when <laughs> when dudes get overly aggressive, girls also don't like that. It's yeah, very off-putting. That's true. Ooh, no, those guys very, need to be kicked in the in, in the testicles. Same with the ladies. Um, <laughs> kick them in the testicles. In the ding ding. But I'm not crazy. Kick about them the in the in the um. She could Maybe not have seen movies he saw, but that doesn't mean that she's an idiot. It just yeah. means she has different references like, from growing yeah. up. But, but, right, you know, that could be here. So, well, there's the, you know, uh, now we'll get to that. But, so. you know, even though Jake is, or Charlie's been trying to get Jake to hook up with Sherry, he still pulls a picture out of his pocket from a dating site and tells him and tells Jake that uh, he's he found this profile online, he was watching porn, and it kept kicking him over to this dating site Which by accident. Which is weird. <laughs> And uh, I thought this girl would be good for you. So I set up a date. Uh, and Jake's like, I don't want to date somebody off the internet. Especially and, someone that was from a porn site. And Charlie <laughs> knew this ahead of time and was like, um, I already set up a date. Make sure you bring a dog. <laughs> would you go to that date, Tony? That I, that he set up with me? Yeah. Um, if you're Again, you're single. And I'm like, oh, hey, Tony, by the I way, to look here's your the, girl. I look um, at the profile. Might. I bring a know. dog. It depends on. And luckily, she, you have a dog. The date's already been set up. So do you stand her up, or do you go with a dog you to go. a dog park? I would and have say, to go. Look, yeah. I go. I didn't do this. I would have to go. I didn't want to leave you hanging. I didn't, exactly. <laughs> I would yeah. feel like shit if this poor girl sitting at the dog yeah. park all by herself waiting for me to show up. Because then she's gonna think, think that I did it, and it was Tony yeah. who did it. Two or three setup dates, and you, you gotta go. You know, even if it, you know, you can always just not talk to them again. I've never been set up on a date. Like two or three me with me. Mm-hmm. You've been, you been on a set of date? It's been so long since I dated. Okay. Carly? I don't think so. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't know a lot of people that are well, single. It's, more, it's not more like, a, hey, I've got a girl for you. It's more of, dude, I have a friend that's going. She has a friend. Will you come? That kind of thing. That did happen to me. Yeah. Not like a big production or anything. I'm meeting a guy. I don't want to go by myself. He's bringing friends. I'm bringing friends. That kind of thing. I did. Yeah. That is how I met a guy I dated for a long time, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Tony. She already said they met on the internet. Okay, so, at the dog park. And thank you for whatever.com that that website was. Jake brings a little, an adorable little Westie, which I'm sure that 
Carly loved. Mm-hmm. And I liked both the dogs. <laughs> Sarah brings Mother Teresa. Which is not a good name for a dog. No. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. He's a Portuguese water dog. I don't care what, what Which kind of dog I it is. I love those dogs, but... No, you don't. You like um, Chow Chow's name, Lopan. I do love Chow Chow's, <laughs> but I really like the Portuguese awesome. water dogs. That was a pretty um, fantastic dog. But neither of these dogs dog dies, belong to them. Um, so the Spoiler. little Westie starts barking and scares Mother Teresa, <laughs> even though he's, you know, one... Well, it's always the, the little dogs. It's always the little dogs. And Jake comes over to try to get him to stop and tells him to play dead. And lo and behold, he does. He's like, oh, look at that. And then he admits that this is not his dog. It's his friend Charlie's dog, which I wouldn't think that Charlie would have such a well-trained dog. And um, I do believe that it would only know play dead and not sit. Or yeah, just... that's true. <laughs> and Sarah accuses him of being here under false pretenses. They chat a little bit more. And, and he's then, like, no, because you just said I must love, love dogs, dogs, not must have dogs. Which but, was a really good line. I yeah. was like, oh, that's then on the short list right he there. He asks about her dog, and it comes to find out that it's actually her brother's dog, Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, oh, false pretenses. So they have some banter back and forth, and then... Poor Jake is terrible at dating. He gets super awkward because he's generally curious and wants to know why she wrote the word voluptuous. Yep. Yeah. And then because and we've, we've been, I don't know, you guys have been there where you throw out the one line and you're like, oh, fuck, I fucked this up. I should not have said that. <laughs> that was the wrong question. Yep. And if she hadn't gone on all those terrible dates, if this had been her first date, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been so bad. She now, would have me, been like, I didn't write it, my sister did. Now, Carly, let me ask you, if, if this is the date and you meet and the guy's like, I messed up, can I get a mulligan? Would you, would you give him the mulligan? In this situation, yeah, this the situ- way this... Everything is the same. The way the date started kind of well with the mm-hmm. little banter back and forth, yes. Yes. Elaine? Um, it's John Cusack at this point. You don't... <laughs> he, all right, he's not John Cusack. He's someone who looks just like go. John Cusack who builds boats. I, do I know he, he might boats? own a record store. Well, might live in a in or he Blade's might be apartment. An assassin. <laughs> probably. I probably. I was gonna do that movie for your um birthday pick. I do enjoy that movie, but it's not underappreciated. No, that's unfortunate. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I got one. I mean, it's unfortunate for us. <laughs> yes or no? I would probably definitely. I would probably would give, him give him a him second date. I feel like I'd be the person that would give everybody a second chance, just well, I because. Got a I mean, honey, you said I, I would never get a second date with honey, anybody. Honey, you get all the dates. Yeah. You say that now, but you were also the person who said I'd never get any second dates. All right. With so, anybody but her. I think she says that to scare me because it's probably true. He, he keeps trying to take it back and explain why he's not being insulting, but it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. And it's awkward. And then she's done. She yeah. just takes her dog and goes home. And uh, But if you if she went home and thought about it, then it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't. <laughs> and when she goes home, Carol is there and asks about the date at the dog park, and she says, well, it started off really good, mm-hmm. and then it got awkward and insulting, and they do some sister sniping back and forth. It was a good line, though, because it's one of those lines that you think in your head, you're like, this isn't, I can say this. And then when you say it, there's no way to get out of it. You can't, <laughs> you can't backpedal, you can't go around it. There's like, always a way to there's always, no way No, to get you out. go, Saik. <laughs> well, besides Saik, you can't get out of this. You thought the... You go, oh, this is 1984? Shit. <laughs> you thought you were crouching, crouching. You thought you were crouching a bridge, but it turned out to just be invisible. Yeah. It's a hologram, and you fell down the Grand Canyon. You can't get out. No leap of faith, Indy. So, 
they're going to meet Dad's new girlfriend. Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing. Who lives in the trailer park. Who lives in a trailer park. But it's a really nice trailer park. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like, I've been it in a bunch of trailer parks. Divorces. They're not always that nice. <laughs> I have to tell Ever. you, when I was growing up, lots of people lived in the trailer park. And they were all really nice. Like, there were some really really? shitty ones, but, like... Actually... I know where I'm from, trailer parks are really nice. And my grandparents lived not, like, you know, city to city from where you grew up. My grandparents lived in a senior citizen's trailer park. They had one in Ohio Mm. and one in Florida. They They, spent the winters in Florida and the summers in Ohio. It was nice. Manicured lawns. Well-maintained. You see? Beautiful. (laughs) Look, when we retire, we can live in the RV. The trailer parks (laughs) that are around here, I was so shocked by how run down and dirty they looked. See, that's all I have to go by, and that's all I've ever seen. Because... Like, I'm from Long Island. I don't remember there being trailer parks. There was, (laughs) like... It was perfectly fine. Like, if you... Yes, there's a little bit of stigma if you lived in the trailer park, but not if you lived in the double wide. If you had the double wide, you were fi- you were in the really nice trailer park. And no, sh- there well, was- a double wide could be the size of our house. But I like, know, but they're like neighborhoods they're nice. with yeah. sidewalks and manicured wow. lawns. Yeah, they're and they really just nice to be trailers. Nice. And it, so I remember just being like, "Wow, this is actually nice." So, I mean, of course, there's always terrible trailer parks too, but there was really yeah. nice ones. So this did not. This I was like, "Oh, look, that's a nice." Well, you know park. what Kid Rock said? I'm not straight out of Compton, straight out of trailer. Okay, you cuss so. like a sailor. Drink like a Mick. The only words of wisdom are radio edited. But it's super awkward meeting dad's girlfriend. She's kind of a quirky, crafty lady who makes all her home decor. (laughs) As you would imagine, someone who has been widowed three times or divorced three times. I think I have that. I'm going to have to find that. Listen to it tomorrow. And, uh... I used to have it. In their 70s, who doesn't have anything to do all day. Or 60s. We're not really sure. I think she was in her 60s. I think like 65, probably. She looked great, though. Mm-hmm. But, she really, um, she, I mean, she doesn't look like Rizzo, but she looks like a very, you know, attractive she's, lady. She's a beautiful lady. Like if I was, she's 60, aging very well. If I was in the, in the fifty to seventy range, I'd date her. Well, good to know. I got some competition with Dr. Channing. I mean, I wouldn't date um, her because I'm married. Not for a while, right? <laughs> I mean, she's Dr. Channing. She's pretty awesome. I understand why. I mean, if there would be something, there'd be real bragging to Go, you know who I'm dating? Rizzo. Would she you got give a, her? She got. I gave her a hickey. I was to gonna say, it. would you give she's her a hickey? But I'm. <laughs> It's like a calling card. I bet everybody who's ever dated her has wanted to give her a hickey just for that I bet they do that. But um, she's sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) She put up a fight. So we flash to Carol and Sarah who are outside having an argument. So they have left the trailer to have an argument. Oh, good. And um, Bob and his kid Austin show up. Austin is one of Sarah's students and Bob is his dad. I didn't like Bob from day one. It's because it's Dermot... what is it? Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney who you know, always like plays the bad guy. Nope. Oh. Didn't like him. I'm He's like, that guy's always a dick. like the slimy guy. That and I knew that later on, well, we'll get to that. The dude that's really hot, yeah. but yet is not good for you. The hmm. only movie he wasn't that in was My Best Friend's Wedding, where Julia Roberts was the terrible person. Maybe it's and because I've always date, lost to this guy in, in, in dating He's, triangles. They've always gone with that guy. It was bad for him. And they're like, oh, no, I want to be with you. Now you're like, fuck you. <laughs> That's just me. And in New Girl, his character was a good guy. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen him in good guy roles. I like well, him. <laughs> I don't know. He plays this type of guy. 
he's you know he does fill, well, fit that role well. I've seen this a bunch of times. <laughs> Sexy dad. I've yeah. seen this a bunch of times, so I know how it's yeah. going to end. And I don't at this point. You didn't. You movie. you hadn't seen this? No, no it's the not. first time she ever saw this. <laughs> well, I knew that how this was going to end, but so I was like, "Fuck that guy." Some for some reason they invite Bob and Austin in to crash Which the awkward party. Weird. It's weird. It's a, yeah, it's a little family <laughs> get together. It's it's good though. Well, and this is her sister being kind of domineering. Oh, that guy's cute. Come on. Come on. Yeah, this is her sister. I don't think she had anything to do with it. But they all talk her up. I would go. They talk her up to him while simultaneously embarrassing the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I would would enjoy that. Which turns into a David Cassidy sing-along. Well, it's the power of the family. Come on, get happy. It's the entire part of the family. And what... Where he gets points is and he jumps on the um, the piano, the piano mm-hmm. and starts playing. I'm like, oh, he's in there. Uh-huh. He's in there. Like, he's yeah. Like, that would work. But it seems I'm pretty like... sure. Would that work for you, Carly? Well, probably. Elaine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm like, that's a move. Like, that's going to work. I'm glad but... he looked at me and I was like, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just to set the record I mean, straight, looking. most <laughs> cheesy things would work on me. I uh-huh. love pickup lines. I think they're adorable. Really? Because... <laughs> Your pants look like Windex. <laughs> I could really see myself in them. I can too. Because <laughs> we could probably wear the same pair of pants. Um, Did you um, lose your wings when you fell from heaven? Or how does that line go? Oh, God. <laughs> how about did it hurt? That's the one. <laughs> it what hurt when you fell from heaven? Okay, so. So, so email us your best pickup line. Oh, that would be hey. so fantastic. You no, know, my favorite Send one is. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, my favorite one is. Smell, smell like chloroform to you. <laughs> we are never going to get through this movie. I'm sorry. You got a size 14. So. <laughs> got yours. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lotion in the basket. <laughs> All right, so. Later that night. Uh, his was worse than mine. And, you know, creepy later level, that night, Carol tells Sarah to go for Hot Bob. But Sarah is le- reluctant to date a um, father of a, a father of a student. Legitimately, that's, that's gotta be an issue. <laughs> and yeah. then be. Carol has, and then in a moment of sincerity in this movie, Carol asks Sarah if she ever would have left um, Kevin, and Sarah says <coughs> no, she wouldn't. This was the life she just figured. This was the life she picked, and, and you make the best. And of you it. make the best of it. Makes mm. sense. Uh-huh. Whenever I hear the name Kevin, I think of my buddy Kevin. Not and think well, who not Kevin Costner? No, not him. Uh-huh. What about you? I always think Kevin Costner. <laughs> I'm like, well, why did she leave Kevin? Kevin's such a, a stand-up guy. Well, in this movie, big, Kevin left her. Oh. <laughs> Kevin won't leave. And, uh, You're and Kevin, maybe not, I have but to say, Kevin. she mentions at one point that he was a fireman. So now I'm picturing like the hottest. Fireman from she any fireman calendar I've ever seen in my life. She does say he's cute. Does he have abs? I kind of wanted Probably. him to show up just so we could see I him. I used to. <laughs> the abs? No, the guy. I wanted him to like show up at some point. For a point. while, every time I would go grocery shopping, it was the same time, coincidentally, not on purpose, but coincidentally, that the local fireman would go grocery shopping. Oh, that week. happened to me sometimes. That's <laughs> always fun. Into firemen, are you? Every woman I alive mean, is yeah. into fire- <laughs> Every straight woman and gay man are a little bit into firemen. Because you like people who do group hugs and slide down the pole? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just a thing. You know, we I just want to apologize it. to a couple of uh, firemen fighters of mine because I'm going to beat the bit, shit at you here in a minute. It's a little bit like 
most straight men enjoy a girl in a cheerleading outfit if she's a pretty I don't girl. like that. Well, you're weird. <laughs> I've never been into the cheerleading thing. It's because their skirts cover up their butts. If they were wearing tiny booty shorts, you'd be into it. They're not cheerleaders. That's hooters. <laughs> That's just Hooters. But anyway, but, but it's that there's a reason they make firefighter calendars. See, but it's no, what you did? Women like them. There's some friends of ours who train jujitsu with us, and they're gonna get the shit beat out of them. And it's your fault. I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> they're some, firemen. We know some firemen. And I'd be like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm just gonna kill you. <laughs> Look, just because Brian Kelly is a fireman does not mean I now think he's hot. No, Just he shaved his set, beard. Set the record straight. <laughs> he was so much sexier with that big beard. And I will say, just because Carrie Moore is now a fireman doesn't mean Are we serious? that I stopped <laughs> thinking she was hot because she is hot. So let's oh, just. Oh, man, that's so funny. Do you know she was a uh, fireman? No, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, she's a yeah. fireman. And if I ever, you know, need mouth to mouth. You definitely go for Brian <laughs> Carrie. Nope, Matthew Kramer. <laughs> Not Brian Wanger. Anyway. Oh, Wanger. Yeah. Sorry. Right. We're just name dropping firemen that we know now. For all they don't listen to this podcast. They don't carry generic names. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you want to Google these people, who knows? Um. So. Hi, Ben. If you're a fireman, <laughs> well, our friend Vic is. Oh, really? He's a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any of these people, but I don't want a Wanger in my mouth. <laughs> 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 but Vic is. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I forgot uh, that Vic is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know Vic. You do. So then we flash to Jake and Charlie, and Jake is talking to Charlie about this date and how wonderful the girl was and how awful he was at this mm-hmm. date. And um, that would be me. <laughs> the whole scene kind of sums up with Charlie saying, Do you think she'll see you again? Because I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just didn't, I didn't show my A game. You didn't show your B or C game. Yeah. <laughs> and then we flash to a Halloween party at the preschool where we run into a hot Bob. Mm-hmm. And she apologizes that is for ben, her. Hot Bob? Sure. It is in my notes. Hot Bob. <laughs> See, right here. Hot Bob. I don't know. Every time she says Jake, I think from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> just, I do. I do think that the June character, Uh, her teacher assistant, who doesn't understand why all the dads are here every Halloween, all because she got her butt hanging out. Yeah, Uh, but it definitely wasn't the sluttiest. I do know girls like that though. I do, and I think I like her character a lot better than Sherry because she's a regular person. Yeah, and maybe she doesn't realize that all these guys are attracted to her, but she seems like a regular person. Also, yes, she's the kind of girl who doesn't also, know she's that hot. Yeah. yeah. Also, I will say, in defense of dads everywhere, they may just have kids that they spend time with. They That's might true. not just be there because the hot teacher's assistant. Because guess what? I know lots of parents that go out of their way to go to their kids' that's See, true. ridiculous preschool Halloween parties, and maybe mom has to work that day, so dad's on preschool mm-hmm. duty. Let Makes me represent sense. the dads who would be like, no, I can't stay. Thanks a lot. Because now you, you go there, and you see this girl with her ass hanging out, and you're like, great, now I can't stay, because if I stay, you think I'm here to look at your ass. And I just wanted to be here with my kid. But now I can't stay. Thanks a lot, and you have a nice ass. Goodbye. <laughs> and, and speaking out of my ass, I know an, another thing is in situations like that, you have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're not there to look at the girl's ass. 
but other dads are, and mm. they're going to go, hey, man. And you're like, dude, I'm not into this. Oh, well, we're going to talk about it. And everybody's yeah. going to talk. And you're like, and that's why just I leave would leave than sit and yeah, talk And that's why guys. I would have to leave. Like, I don't want to sit here with the, with the horny dads who aren't getting any. Yeah. And look at this girl's ass. Like, I don't want to see her ass. Yeah, well, I'm maybe fine. just once. But then, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate then you go. your candor, <laughs> sir. <laughs> So we're I mean, she's not a hot fireman, but you know, no. we're flirting with hot Bob and he's trying to get us to go on a date with us, but we are still staying fast to our, I don't date parents. Yes. And luckily that should, I think that's a rule. I imagine it, it's not in this movie, well, but I'm Carly pretty sure thought that's she rule. owned the preschool did, so then, then she said, could make up her own rules. Yeah, if but she then he said, I read true. the rules and there's nothing in there about it. But she still has a moral compass and is thing. like, no, this isn't yeah. right, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> just because it's not a rule doesn't mean it's not wrong. Yeah. But, but but their flirting is interrupted by the need for emergency pants. Can you mm. teach your own kid at yes. school? Yeah. Yeah. You can? Sure. Yes. I don't know. Why are yes. you asking me? No, I'm, I'm just saying, that's that's kind of the same thing. Like, you're grading um, your own kid's generally, papers. Generally, they don't put your own kid yeah, that's in a, your class. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing to me. Well, but if they're homeschooled. Well, no, if they're homeschooled, yeah. of course. But. but, like, Lucy's teacher this year or last year was Lucy her best her niece. friend's mom. So, oh, okay. she works at the school, but her daughter isn't going to be in her class. Right. Also, I'm your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Mm. So. So, what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> back, to, back to Sarah. She's at home listening to more perfect match messages. Gets one from Lenny, where he cries again. <laughs> and uh, Jesus. we get one. I was sitting there with Tony. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Well, don't call. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this guy? See, and I don't know if there's guys he like this out there. He obviously has they issues. Are. But, <laughs> fellas, if you're out there and you're crying on dates, you're not ready to date. That's true. He needs find a way to like yourself. Before yeah, he like he's got some unresolved <laughs> shit he needs to deal with. Well, my biggest dating. thing, my biggest thing with dating, I've had to talk to a couple people. Biggest thing with dating is make sure that you're somebody somebody would want to date. That's a big problem with a lot of well, I don't know women, but a lot of guys. They're like, I can't get any dates. Why would anyone want to date you? You know, <laughs> is that me? Am I someone that one would want to date? Yeah, you're so. married. <laughs> so yes, you're someone people want to date because for some reason married men are very attractive. And I'm oblivious to that. But reason number two, why yes, you're someone that women want to date because you're talk to them like people because you're not looking to date them. Not so then true. you're very attractive. Yeah, that's a problem for it them. Because because I'll go home society, and not even realize this happened. Society has told women that if a man is nice to you, then he likes you. Society has also told men if she smiles at me, she likes you, which is incorrect all around. It's all wrong. Oh, usually if a girl smiles at me, I smile back and I say something nice and what about my date? The girl smiles at me, I just sleep with her. I thought like we were supposed to. Oh, is that not right? Have I been wrong? Which, which one, one is wrong? Right? Was she asleep or was she awake? Oh, he's awake. You All know right, what? Good. Let me so bring something back. Let me bring something back because we haven't covered this in a while. And I'm glad you brought it up, Elaine, because if she's asleep, that means no. <laughs> and girls, same to you. Okay. He had really crazy eyes while doing that. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on. So, uh, if I'm asleep, leave me alone. So the, she Just gets, in general. One of the messages me. was from Jake. Asking from for State another Farm. chance. <laughs> and apparently she gives it to oh, him. Oh, that's what Jake does. He because fixes boats and he's worked at State Farm. Maybe. Uh, and what are you wearing? Khakis. <laughs> which are good. She sounds hideous. Which is khakis and a polo are a great attire for a date. Yes, are they? They yes. are. I wouldn't wear that. No, you wouldn't, but it is good date attire. It's better than a Batman t-shirt and a I pair of holy jeans. 
You would wear that? Uh, khakis and a polo? Yeah. That's what Maybe. Tony wears I every day. I would wear day. a suit. I have to wear that for work, so. <laughs> I would probably I would wear a suit. That. I would be overdressed every day that no, I wear No, I wouldn't wear a suit. Because I, I like suits. Weird. I have suits. Yeah. <laughs> I wear suits for work. I know. So I would so probably just wear a suit and be like, oh, okay, you're wearing like, a t-shirt. We I'm going to take so off my jacket so much of this movie to go. We're like 30 minutes in. No, we're this hour and 38 minute movie. Well, then you need to pick it up because this is one of those. This is a conversation story. Jeez. Pick it up. This movie's a conversation. We're at a Greek restaurant. The Greeks. The thing about Greeks. <laughs> Echo three. This is going to be like a three-hour episode and no one's ever going to listen to oh, our podcast. By the way, by the way. We're going to get zero downloads. This is not going to be a hard listen to the Marvel. Which, by the way, hit 200 downloads. Thank you all more so than, much. It means so much to me. I really am proud of that. It's over two. It's over 200. I want to say it's 210. Now. Also, Elaine, speaking of Greek, bourgeois. I don't know what that means. You need to watch my big Freak wedding again. Echo Trea Helia. I already said that. <laughs> um, all right. So they're at a Greek restaurant and she asks him if the food is good and he says not really. He's there for the ambiance and there's a bunch of people dancing and he points out the owners and he says that he just it was an Armenian restaurant. It was Armenian. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm you're right. I'm sorry. sorry. I apologize to all the Armenian people. They all look the same the to her. Greek, which also reminds me oh. of my big friend Greek wedding when she confused Greek for Armenian, but whatever. Sorry. I'm very I just sorry. remember because we watched with the only reason I remember is because we watched with subtitles and it said in Armenian. That's you're, the only yeah, reason. I don't know why. That's the only reason I remember that. Otherwise. I wrote my notes very early this morning. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. She's crossing it out furiously right now. Okay. I'm very my bad. sorry. My bad. <laughs> to all the Greeks and Armenians out there, we apologize here from the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. Oh, she, he gestures to the owners and says that he knows them. And they are kind of gesturing them out to the dance floor, and she says they want us to go dance. And he says, a few years ago, in a moment of blazing clarity, I swore off ethnic folk dancing. Mm-hmm. And then he says they'll come over, and they do come over, and he introduces them to her. And um, the husband says some things in Armenian, Armenian asking his wife, why doesn't she wear a dress like that? <laughs> and it's very funny. And uh, she asked, this is where she asks him what he does. So Sarah asks Jake what he does, and he says that he makes handcrafted wooden skulls. And she asks if uh, there's a market for that, and he says no. <laughs> and uh, So now we know that he's broke. And then to distract her from the fact that she then wants to ask how he actually makes money, he then says, can we skip the small talk? And he gets super intense mm-hmm. and very scary. Mm-hmm. And, he wa- and he gets super honest about his divorce and his broken heart, mm-hmm. and he wants her to be honest as well. But this is a John Cusack trope. Yes. He does this in movies where he just completely derails a scene and goes into another thing, and that's all. His characters are always like that. They're a little, if you want to say quirky, but he always does that in movies. He did do that in Weird Science. This. No. Weird Science? He was in Weird Science. Was he like 17? He was um, <laughs> from the Ted's friend. He was a background character. Oh, okay. I thought, I was like, he was one of the nerdy friends. Who was cool. He was. Are you thinking of Weird Science or are you thinking of Sixteen Candles? Sixteen Candles. He was definitely oh, okay. in Sixteen Candles. I was like, Downey was in Weird Science, but and he was like seventeen, so he right. hadn't developed this but, particular. But, yeah, I'm thing. sorry about that. Cool. We and we know this is a John Cusack thing because he gave the director thirty six pages yeah. of notes. This is something so, he actually did in lo- in High Fidelity. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. He wants her to be honest, and then she says, and he asks her about her divorce, and she says, he stopped loving me. I don't know what I did or didn't do. He just stopped. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I think that's the first time I said anything out loud, or ever said that out loud. Wow. 
And then he goes back to small talk. And he's like, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Now and we can start over again. again. <laughs> and his scary intensity is working. Because it's also kind of charming and interesting. And they go back to her house. And they're going to get down. They're making out. But. They're going to hop on the good foot and do the bad thing. Nobody's got a condom. And you know what? I Would they just say fuck it and give it a chance? And she's. No. No. <laughs> no. They're like strangers. <laughs> I was thinking I would just risk it, but <laughs> probably not. I haven't been single. You haven't very been single time. a long time. You gotta worry about diseases. That's how you get herpes, <laughs> and that shit don't go away. Yeah, Why is somebody pointing at me right you're now? Stuck with that forever. I'm not pointing. <laughs> All right. So after I die and John gets back out there, please instantly re- you please. die instantly. After I get and my, then you're burned. Yes. So, instantly, Tony. This is something you need to know. Okay. After I yeah, die, I'm gonna need your help out there, Tony. After I'm John, gonna outlive Elaine. Yes. After <laughs> John, you're immortal. Oh, that's right. After John, six weeks of mourning are up. Okay. Because I told him I want six weeks of really heavy mourning. <laughs> Let's be honest. It'll probably be more than that. So six after his longer than that. It'll be like Carly. When his six It'll weeks be like are six up. months before I leave the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> when, his, when his six months are up and he decides he wants to get out of the sweatpants. <laughs> make sure he has condoms. Make sure he has condoms because we I'm don't want him to make get sure some kind of horrible has, STD. Has the dispenser on the wall that we talked about. Oh, God. Actually <laughs> I forgot about the condom dispenser. He's got drawers. Just chuck a block full of condoms. Tony, you're, you're my no, condom but, guy. But then <laughs> if, if we... If, what was that relationship... Oh, we, we don't need to go back to that. No, but I'm just saying, if we're in a three... We're polyamorous. If, polyamorous. if we're polyamorous and she dies, then we're just a gay couple. We can't, <laughs> we can't find another... At that point, it has been so long, you're probably just gay. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, we're probably gay, Tony. Okay. Oh, goodness. I'm going to need more drink. Need... <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to worry about the condoms because you're only with each other. But, so now... Yeah, that's true. They're not exclusive. There's no condoms because he didn't bring one because he didn't want to jinx it, which I got to respect. Yes. And she doesn't have any because she hasn't had sex with anybody since she was married. Which is a lie. He has some in the car. So, <laughs> they... No, but I mean... So they, I haven't bought condoms in so long, I don't even know where they are. <laughs> you have. So they drive to the drugstore, but the drugstore is closed. So they drive... That's to, bullshit. I call bullshit on that shit. That shit would be open. They so they drive to the second store. That's true. They do sell them at They sell them everywhere. And like Wawa. Yeah. But they make condoms available for a reason. This is a movie cliche that the store is closed or out of condoms because the second store is how they shut off the lights. I love that shit. The second store is open, but they're out. And she says, "How could they be out?" And he says, "I don't know, but I have a theory. Every single person (laughs) in the city is having sex right now, except us. But we will press on." (laughs) Finally, they find a store that's open. They get the condoms. He gets in the car. But the moment has passed. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. like, fell asleep. Well, she fell asleep. And yeah. If she's asleep. See, look, my man John Cusack, <laughs> she's asleep. He knows. That means no. And, he, and she says, you know, she hasn't done this in a while. And he says, but now you don't want to. And she's like, yes. She says the magic has gone a little bit. Okay. But so, he's encouraged because there was magic. Yeah. And he's okay with it because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Right, because he knows if she's asleep. It's only that second date. No. And if she says she's not, she doesn't want to do it the third now, date rule? Okay. Is that a thing? supposed to be third date rule and he takes her home and she's still and he follows her in the house and carol is there stocking her fridge with meat she's <laughs> got all a, the guys he was trying guys. to stock her fridge with meat himself hello and she walks out and she sees <laughs> that she's with the guy and she's like oh no i can leave and he's like no i'm gonna go but can i get my meat and sure enough, no because she says 
he's one of the guys online, and he's like, yeah, do I get my meat? And she throws him some meat, and he takes it. <laughs> yeah. I would take that shit home. Yeah, that was awesome. And he takes it. It's this little Does he take it home? Probably. Uh, I think so. I don't think they show it where he takes it. They don't, it home. but I think, I think he did. I'd like to think he did, because I would. Cause if left. it was me, if it was me, I'd put it right in I my would. pocket. All right. <laughs> I don't care what it is. That'd be my um, victory meat. So after he leaves, Carol, you know, says I didn't mean Go to scare him off, steak. and Sarah was like, it was okay. And, um... Sarah said, and Sarah describes him, you know, describes the date mm-hmm. and how it got weird and intense, but it was good. And then they didn't have a condom. Mm-hmm. And Carol says, an emotional man who likes to talk, this is a mythical figure. And, uh, but Sarah says that she's, she doesn't think she's ready for him. Because he wants it. Yeah. She doesn't know if she's ready for it. Well, him. he was trying to give her it. Well. All right. And then we go to Jake. <laughs> and Jake and Charlie has brought a man over to buy a boat. But uh, he wants to cut it in half, and Jake freaks out and says, no, no, I can't sell you this boat. No, nope, it's not for sale this anymore. This is love in the time of cholera, and that's his art. It's his art. <laughs> and if you're not um, sure the what guy that means. wants to hang it as art. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Friends, if you're not sure what that means, you need to go back and listen to our Playing It Cool episode. Good episode. To understand that reference, where I... Took many characters who played comic book characters in and read it as too. comic book characters. I can't remember what it is. It's driving me crazy. There was another movie where somebody makes something and the person wants to buy it, but they want to do something else with it. And he's like, you yeah. can't buy it. But I can't remember what the fucking movie was. I know what you're talking about, but they wanted to, like, rip it all up or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. But, oh well. I know what you're talking about, and thanks for ruining my brain for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I try to figure That's out what, what fucking movie this is from. I would sell the boat. So, yeah, he talks about and I make shit. Yeah. He talks to Car- to Charlie yeah. about how great Sarah is, and he describes. He says she's shy, she's fragile, she's self conscious, she's a mess, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Which they don't really sound like good things, but yet to him, she, he thinks it's lovely. It's lovely. And uh, so then we go to Sarah and her sisters, and they're at a family party. It's the confirmation of her nephew. This is where it's weird because we've seen Sarah, her two sisters. We see the youngest brother, but apparently she has another brother because the dad says that um, mm-hmm. this is his son, his junior, or whatever. Yeah. Which is weird because this, this brother's a barely a character. Mm-hmm. And her dad has brought three dates to this party, which is a lot of dates. My man, um, the evil pagan lord, is really putting it down. He's not only a pagan, he's into. Um, he's got a cult. Yeah. So he's also a Mormon, I guess. So her dad has three dates. I think so. Her dad has three dates. Sorry, and her aunt Eileen is trying to set her up with her first cousin, which creeps yeah. me out to no end. I know you're like, come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Then we, her, the character, her dad, her dad is one of these very poetic. Characters, he's always reciting poetry. Is like a literature he's always got lines. Or something like that? I don't know. They don't really talk about what his job. You got to think, think so. when someone's just quoting poems from but memory. He d- he's going to recite a poem for this occasion of his grandson's confirmation. It doesn't have anything to do with. And he recites his grandson or confirmation. Sorry, no, <laughs> he recites Brown yeah. Penny if by. If it was Yates, my dad, he would start with "There once was a man from Nantucket," which, which is a <laughs> it's a love poem, and he mm-hmm. looks at all his various women as he does it. And then, after the party is over, her uh, Sarah's dad asks her to drive Dolly home. And Dolly's like, no, no, I can stay. And he's like, no, Sarah, you... He's like, no, Sarah will take you home and kind of pushes Sarah and Dolly out the door together. Which ended up well for them. And they're in the car, 
And uh, they start to kind of have, they start to chat. And Dolly's like, you, you think I don't know? You think I don't know I got competition? I know. They always want younger. When they're 70, they want 60. When they're 60, they want 40. When they're 40, they want 20. Hey, when they're 60, they want 20. That's yeah. not true. I like older women. But most men go younger. Tony, where do you stand on this? I don't discriminate. He'll regulate all, any all, shade of all that. All the women's income. All the women's. <laughs> but he tends to date younger. I have a minimum age. Oh, I have a way minimum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a way minimum. Like, the older you get, the minimum moves with it. Yeah, See, exactly. you keep saying, I have a way minimum, but it keeps sounding like you say, I have a weight minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is not what you're actually saying, but that's what it sounds like. I don't think I have a weight minimum, but, you know, if they're like 300, I mean, like 600 pounds, that's a lot. <laughs> but if you had, like, say you you have your age minimum is like 10 years younger than you and as you age it goes higher right yeah. like you're i won't date anybody who's like 10 years younger than me yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a little too much because like at, at my age if she's 18 i'm gonna kick myself in the ding ding <laughs> right in the tally whacker you know what i mean we don't have an age maximum or a minimum because i don't date no i date you okay so we go on dates we're dating so and she skips Sarah her at scene. first See? doesn't want to talk to Dolly about her dating, mm -hmm. but eventually they start to have a heart to heart, mm -hmm. and um, Dolly, Dolly kind of brings her out yeah, of it and talks to her, her about questions. online dating and her, you know who she's been dating in the state of her divorce, and mm -hmm. they just they seem to click as people who you know like each other. And Dolly's a nice lady; she's a a snazzy gal. She's a quality lady. And while they're talking, <laughs> she gets a message on her computer from Jeremy. He <laughs> thinks she's 16. <laughs> he inverted the numbers on her age, which makes her 61. Which <laughs> makes her creepy as fuck. And she didn't have the heart to correct him. So she just is... What dating website allows girls that are 16? Yeah, anyway, she's kind of a catfisher. Yeah. <laughs> she's catfishing <laughs> But she's like... I just give him advice. He thinks I'm this mature. Oh, really? Person. How'd that work out for her later? We'll get to that if yes. I can get through the but movie. She says you need to talk faster. That when you get to her age, you kind of have to advertise yourself on yeah. all these. No, really, she's you need on to a up. We're bunch an hour of different. Sites. I know. <laughs> We're an hour and a half. She tells her she's We're on like a, halfway through the movie. <laughs> she says that she loves this internet. It's part fantasy, part community, and you get to pay your bills naked. And she tells Sarah that she needs Which to get awesome. out there yeah. to try to put herself on more sites. So then we're back at the dog park, and it's hot Bob and Austin again. Mm -hmm. And sounds like things are not happy between Bob and his ex, because he's buying Austin a puppy. <laughs> and uh, So does he do that just to fuck with the mother? Probably. Yeah, good for him. Or to give something at his house for the kid to yeah. want to come. When you're getting divorced mm -hmm. and you get your kid a puppy, it's, it's because you want your kid How to like How would you more. know? You've never been divorced. No, but I know a lot of people who have been divorced. Most people we know who are married are now divorced. Anyways. A lot of puppies. Moving a lot of puppies. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more flirting. I'm looking at you. There's more flirting Tony. between Sarah and Bob. And then we get, then Jake calls. This is, we flashed to another place. Yeah, Jake calls, and he says, I know our dates aren't beginning and ending well, but there's something in the middle that I find intriguing. Good line. And so they're on the phone. They're on the phone. There's a knock at the door. It's Dolly. Mm -hmm. She has an emergency. She takes the phone from Sarah and says it's an emergency and turns it off and drags Sarah off because it's Jeremy 
from San Diego. He's come to visit her. And he so thinks they're soulmates. He thinks they're soulmates. <laughs> they're at her trailer, and he has no problem with her being older. Much older. And she says that she's 40. Yeah. Bless his heart. And he, he admits it. that he's only 15. Yikes. And she gets mad at him for lying. Well, Sarah's in the background. Like... Yeah, well, she is 43, so. <laughs> and, uh, she, uh, d- they convince him that uh, they can always be friends, but that Dolly and him. And they put him in a cab and he's gone. Moving on. So they have to be somewhere where they can put this kid in a cab. Yeah. Well, it's before Uber. So she's in the trailer park, and she knows that Hot Bob lives in the trailer park, so she decides she's going to go say hi before she goes back to her house. And she knocks on the door, and what? And who does she find in his trailer? June. But June, but having dinner. Assistant. If June doesn't know, she's there for, um, what do you call it, Tony? The coitus? The, I the think coitus. <laughs> she's a little loved. What makes you think June doesn't know? June because doesn't know that... That Sarah, Sarah is there for the coitus. Because later on she says so. No, June... Yeah, she does. I thought... June Anyways. doesn't know that Sarah is there for the coitus because June is not the kind of person that thinks that Sarah is going to have sex with Hot Bob. Yeah. Because Hot Bob is obviously going to have sex with June, mm-hmm. so why would anybody who wanted to have sex with June also want to have sex with Sarah? This does not compute in June's mind. Yeah, the June needs to understand because that. this is June's yeah. boss, and this and Bob's gonna boss, hit. That's not in our programming. Yeah, no, you don't. Bob will hit June, and then um, guess the, what? Yeah, you don't think about your boss having sex ever in general. So yeah, it doesn't occur to you. That's true. That I've, the nice lady that you work for that we had sex has with the same sex, person. <laughs> and you don't think that you would date the same people. Yeah, yes, but true. if she doesn't understand that she's in his trailer and they're just friends, she's you know. You don't think that June June knows she's having sex with Hot Bob? But June later on says there's nothing between she me and Bob. She says, yes. Basically, we had sex once, and I'm out of the picture. Yeah. If you want to date him, you don't have to worry about she's me. She's saying she we're not dating. We didn't not do that anything. I, she never says we didn't do anything. She just says we're I not she dating. Didn't say that. I thought no. she said that too. She says. There, she, she said there's nothing between us, which yeah. means I'm not dating that guy if you want to date Hot Bob. Okay, but, well, I misunderstood that. I thought she said that and lied. No. And no. It just no. didn't come back. She, no. didn't. she so, just was like... Uh, she never said if she did or me. didn't Nobody, sleep with him, but I think that she, you know, she's there to hop on the good foot and do neither the Neither Bob nor June ever said, I didn't sleep with them. Okay, which, I, I misunderstood that. When me the, too. Okay, when the rant happens at Bob later, it's uncalled for. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So... Go ahead. So June says, hey, you want to come in? And she says, I think I'd rather die. Mm-hmm. And goes home. And she gets home. And what's on her porch? Her drunk brother, who's been Michael, who's been kicked out of his house by his wife. With Mother Teresa. With, with Mother Teresa mm-hmm. and Sorry, Jake, mm-hmm. who was concerned because an emergency happened. they were on the phone. And there was an emergency <laughs> and he got hung up on. This is creepy, by the way. What's creepy about <laughs> it? They've only had two dates. You don't show up at their house in the middle of the night when you've only had two dates. But taking care of the drunk brother would negate that. I That's nice, but still, I would be creeped out. It doesn't matter how drunk my brother was. I would be creeped out that this guy just showed up at my house. How late is it? Late. We don't know. It was... If it's late, yeah. I, I thought it was like a little weird that she went over to Bob's house, because I thought it was late. <laughs> well, that was like a booty call. I feel like it's 8 o'clock when she leaves Bob's house. Okay. But she does say maybe tops. But she does say she drove around for a while. 
So by the time she gets home, I'm thinking it's like 11. Yeah, that's so not, it's definitely that's booty not call material. Over, unless yeah. it's understood booty call. Well, maybe he showed up at 9. And, and drunk brother was on the porch, and, and he's just been trapped there the whole time. And Jake does say that they've been there for a while because Mike is really drunk. That could be true. That could be true. But they go in the house, and uh, Jake wants to. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have that song stuck in my head now. Sorry. Okay, so they go in the house, and drunk brother goes up, up wherever he goes on the couch or whatever the guest room or and something. Jake starts getting flirty and a little touchy feely. She's touched by the fact that he came over to and hung out with her brother while he got drunk, and he wants to take her out on her boat. And she's like, I don't know how to row. And he does this sexy thing where I can teach you. And then he does the body, climbs behind her and reaches around. Totally She's like, watch the neck. hands there, yeah. sailor. Watch the oars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. It's totally a move that guys do, though. Never. But I've been taught how to bowl, how to play pool. Really? <laughs> it, it works. Yes. It's, a, it's a quality move. A quality thing, move. I once taught Elaine how to shoot, and I just wanted her to shoot the gun. <laughs> I've been taught how to shoot. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm not trying to cop the field. Just shoot that, the fucking gun. I don't gun. think that teaching someone how to shoot is a sexy teach you something because they do have live ammo. Hello. Guess it depends on whether you and have blanks or not. And that was the one circumstance that was not a date. <laughs> so The other ones were dates. Oh. Yeah. And they were just trying to, okay. So they get interrupted by drunk brother who wants to go home, who's apparently drunk out his wife, and he can come home, but the dog can't. Which, what's happening there? Who knows? That's weird. Who invi- yeah. So Jake offers to take him home because he clearly can't drive. Mm-hmm. You're invited, but you're a little doggy. And... <laughs> I would not let my brother leave. I would just pour him into bed. And yeah. then I would have sex with Jake. That's what's happening in my yeah. life. But unfortunately, this you is didn't. not what happened because Jake goes to take him home. Then while Jake is gone, Bob shows up and attacks her with his mouth. <laughs> yeah. She left something. She dropped something. Yeah, like a scarf her gloves or, or something. something. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Elaine. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a trope that I don't like. If I, I get tired of this trope with... I'm dating one girl or something and another girl kisses me and I cannot explain it to the other person and there's no possible way where they do this in some movies so many times and be like look this chick just kissed me I, I'm sorry you know <laughs> but I'm, I'm more interested in you like they never try to even explain it and it, it happens in all these movies and she's clearly not she like clearly almost backs off of this guy mm-hmm. and sees him you know what I mean yeah. I don't know I just get a little tired of this trope all the time yes because he attacks her with his mouth and he sees it which I'm sorry, I just saw you with my co-worker. You don't get to come over to my house yeah. and attack me with your mouth. Yeah. You can make up your bullshit excuse, and then when I decide that I'm going to let it slide, then you can attack me with my with your mouth. But he just attacks her with his mouth. Yeah. And right at that time, Jake comes back with Michael because Michael passed out and couldn't tell him where he is. And Ray then <laughs> and then Bob is super creepy and is like, well, she, she left these at my house. house. Which you would have got his address anyway. Which... Which Bob is staking a claim here because yeah. he sees this dude. Yeah. But being douchey about it because that's what douchey people do. Mm-hmm. And Jake leaves oh, too. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Sarah chases Jake and wants to explain, but he doesn't want to hear it. He's like, "Look, we're not exclusive. I'm not mad. You like him? Okay. I'm. I'm just going I'm out. out. Yeah, it's a guy thing. It's like underwear bins, dear. I know. And then they're at work, and June wants to make sure they're her and Sarah are okay. Because it was Ooh, weird. She went I'll over to Bob's. <laughs> and, um, and they are okay. And Sarah's fine with it, and everything's fine. And June explains, you know, we're not dating, so if you wanted to date Hot hot Dad, you could. And Sarah's like, no, I'm not going to date him, and no, I don't care if you date him. I don't care. 
-hmm. They're all good. So then it's Thanksgiving. Dad again brings his three dates. The brother-in-law says all three at the same table. That man has balls of steel. (laughs) We're very proud. And um, yeah, he's something. But they have a nice family, your typical family Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We flash to Charlie and Jake. Charlie has taken Jake to a strip club for Turkey Day. Jake is still obsessing over Sarah, even though he's the one that left and didn't want to hear the explanation. And Charlie just wants him to get over it. Yeah, move on. It didn't work out. You only went out with her He said something kind of insulting, and one of the strippers looks at him, and he's like, no, I didn't mean you, and he says her name. He says, like, women are devious and stuff like that. And he's like, not you, Cinnamon. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he says her by name, so he's obviously a regular here. They could have a really good buffet. I don't know. A good buffet? No. Whenever <laughs> you hear people talk about strip clubs, they always say they have a good, good buffet. buffet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, reading Playboy for the article. It's a TV and a movie, movie trope. trope. Yeah. <laughs> then we go back to family Thanksgiving and Aunt Eileen. Uh, oh, come on, Eileen. Starts with handing Doesn't feel Sarah, good, does it, Tony? She brings up cousin... Casey Donovan, her cousin Casey, and she's like, no, we're first cousins. And then she hands her a card, and it's for her optometrist. Like, is this a thing? Do people try to set you up when you're single? She's, it's... They're all worried about her. Her brother-in-law also has a couple cards from people who are newly divorced. Like, I haven't been single since my, I get the impression that her brother-in-law Is this a thing that happens to people? Because his wife tells her. okay. Her, yeah, I agree. His, her brother-in-law does it because cause Carol is telling him to. Yeah. And he just doesn't want to have this argument again. <laughs> I have so he's a like, couple fine, of, I'll find out. <laughs> honestly. Do you do if, this? If I had single girlfriends who were who I thought were good people, I do have know a couple single guys who I wish I could get them a pretty good girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> like, there's a couple dudes at jujitsu who I know are single, and mm. I don't understand why they're single because they're really nice guys. And if I knew nice girls... I would try to hook them up, but I don't know nice girls. <laughs> All of my girls that that are single. That are single. <laughs> All of my girls. Wait for that caveat. She stole my thunder. I was like, Carly. <laughs> All of my girls are married or in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't hang out with single girls. And since we do jujitsu, the only single people I know are guys. Because, again, mm. not many single... And all the girls at jiu-jitsu are married. <laughs> so I don't know where one meets nice single girls because I don't know any. <laughs> online. Like, the single girls at MySpace. work are all, Everybody like, 20-year-old 20 co- <laughs> college students who I don't have anything yeah. in common with and don't talk to. Like, I don't, I don't have single girlfriends who are nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have single girlfriends. That's all. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, your one girlfriend is definitely not single. Because she's your girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. All right, so after everybody leaves, Sarah has a chat with her dad about all the ladies, and it turns into a terrible rant about men. And he's like, are we talking about me, or are we talking about something else? And she's like, I don't know anymore. And she kind of apologizes for being crazy, but she's just... She's having a rough time. And he high roads the shit out of her. And he says, yeah. it's different. Good. He says, it's different for me. I've had the love of my life and no one can ever compare. I'm just passing the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd be that guy. Which, like, I could like, date when, all the When you die, no, and really. When you being, die, I'm going to date all the ladies. And he's not the kind of guy that's lying mad. to these women. <laughs> they all came to Thanksgiving. They, all they know. know. Yeah. yeah, like, this is probably what I would do. Now, your daughter will probably be okay with it, but your son's going to get mad, so you're dead. You don't care. But she's like, I don't want Dolly to get hurt 
I have formed a friendship with her. And he's, and and he's like, I don't her. want her to get hurt either, but this is my life. Yeah. And she knows. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so then our next scene is back at the grocery store. We get a nice flash of our chatty butcher. Mm-hmm. And again, single chicken breast. Mm. He's like, have you tried online dating? <laughs> but maybe this work. Maybe this is just the thing that tips her over the edge because she really goes ham on the online dating. She That's is hard as a motherfucker. In, she's in for a penny, in for a pound. She makes all these profiles. She starts going on all these dates. It's, it's bananas. Pretty funny. It's bananas. She's photoshopping her face, face. into pictures. So the shit is using bananas. clever puns. She goes on. We see a couple of these dates. She goes out with this guy in a toupee who's. Not listening to a thing she says because and she she's... fixes his. <laughs> so she's oh, like, awesome. she's drinking. She's tries to chime I in. I once had to get care. cut out of the she, snow. <laughs> she's like, fuck it, and fixes his toupee. I had seen that guy somewhere before. I don't know who he was, but looks like Andy Warhol. Yeah, <laughs> she, but that wasn't him. Some of the no, stuff she was writing in those profiles, I was like, no, don't write that. <laughs> she goes on a date with a guy. Who's on a date? Who brings his daughter with him? Yeah, that's very upsetting. That's, that's there's so many red flags. <laughs> so if I was dating, don't bring my daughter. Uh, not no. on a first date. <laughs> and not like that. You okay. could bring all of your kids, but not just the one. Because he says she makes a comment about him being how family's important to him, and he's like, "Well, not really, just just my daughter," which he alludes to the fact that there might be other children. Yeah, it's creepy. Mm, yeah, it's, there's some major it's red flags creepy. there. I okay. got a little pedophile vibe. <laughs> I, I wouldn't Something. bring my daughter on dates. Well, because it's because weird. It'd be weird. Now, yeah. at some point, if you get serious with somebody, you'll introduce them, but not on yeah. a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's many layers and many reasons why this is not okay. <laughs> so then, after some disastrous dates, she uh, goes on a trip with Bob. They go to a hotel. She's like, fuck these terrible dates. They're, they're going on a little sex vacation. They go on an overnight to a hotel. They call it a sexcapade. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the whole point is to just go to a hotel and have sex. And they do. And it seems pretty good. They wake up the next morning. And she's ready for a lazy Sunday in bed with Bob. But Bob's like, shit, what time is it? And she tells him. And he's like, I got a game today. Sounds like Bob plays community softball. Something. I was like, what game? This is the first we've ever heard. <laughs> and, uh. They're driving back to the house, and she picks a fight. <laughs> she clearly picks this a fight. This is not what she thought it was going to be. No. It's like earlier John Cusack's character said, women write a script, and you're not allowed to read it, but when you go off script, they get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, they she write thought you they out. were going to have this romantic... <laughs> yeah. well, she, said, she said earlier in the movie she wanted somebody to have... Yeah. So, so she had the script, so, yeah. and he went off script, and he's getting written out. <laughs> she wanted lazy Sundays in bed eating and yeah. reading the paper and uh, so she picks up fight in the car and then it gets kind of awkward and he takes her home and that's when she really and he's like is something wrong are you mad at me and she's like no I'm mad at myself mm-hmm. and then she just goes on a rant which is undeserved and she breaks his fucking glasses yeah that was a bit much yeah that's which, assault I'd sue her which she <laughs> They take it too far because she's been a pretty likable character. But it's like when they had the woman always slap the guy. It's like that's yes. not okay. If we had you just done do the rant with dad, it would have been okay. But now we're mad at the guy because she is mad at herself for sleeping with this guy that she knows is kind of a jerk and mm-hmm. kind of 
a little gross because Shiner he's left with a 20-year-old. Yeah. She let a guy into her righteous fortress and on the first date, or forest, rather. She knew <laughs> She knew that this guy it. only wanted to have um, sex with her. How could I grow if you don't let me blow? She thought she could do it, and she can't, and now she's mad because she feels gross. Mm-hmm. So she picks a fight and treats him like shit. Right. By her remorse. And she, yes. And mm-hmm. then she goes and cries in the shower. Yep. Which was awkward. I didn't want to watch this. Scene. Yeah, and that was a little weird. Her sisters come over, and they're trying to cheer him up, cheer her up. And Carol asks about Jake, but Sarah says that she blew it. Then we flash to Jake and Charlie, Doctor Zhivago again. <laughs> yeah, what's with this one? But Jake has decided that he's going to make some changes in his life too, and he agrees to sell the boat, and he wants the numbers of all the crazy pansexual ladies that Charlie's knows because he wants to date every day until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, um, He's going to go on a binge. So then we flash to Sarah's house and this very handsome guy is at her door looking like, almost like a model on her fridge. <laughs> I was like, is that, we're finally meeting the gay guy's boyfriend? <laughs> we meet Eric. Leo is the co-worker and Eric is the boyfriend. Well, they always say that. If you meet a really good, attractive, funny guy, you know, perfect, he's either gay or married. And this one is gay and probably almost married. That looked pretty committed. I like to think that when I meet someone, they think that. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So yep. they've come over to cheer her up, uh-huh. and Leo has option number one, line dancing, which Eric says is too gay. And option number two is gift certificates to midnight manicures, and Eric goes, That's not too gay. And Leo goes, That's not too gay. And then and he says no. And then he looks at Sarah and he says, Keeping the mystery alive, this one. <laughs> And they go for Midnight Manny. Well, a good Manny Petty. You know, me and Tony, oh, I don't think it's the right time to tell you, but me and Tony go for Midnight Penny, Manny Pennies all the time. All well, the time. you need to complain to your manicurist because your pedicures are terrible. <laughs> and she means you. <laughs> I wish that we would, you would do that. There's no shame in that. And I wish you would because sometimes your feet. And by the way, when I say me and Tony are going for Manny Penny, we just go out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of layers. I of know, because Tony doesn't falsified. like people to touch him. So <laughs> John doesn't like people to touch his feet, so he would never get a pedicure. I'm going to bite my nails, so I don't really have any. Yeah, so by the time you say me and Tony go for Manny Penny, we don't do that at all. We, we know like, that you're not. <laughs> we know lies. Okay, so they're at the ma- we manicurist. We We're not going to. Midnight. And Sarah looks up and Spots Jake out on the street coming out of a movie theater. And she is in her flip-flops with her pedicures. Mm-hmm. And she's got her hands in oven mitts because they're having a wax treatment. Paraffin, paraffin wax, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, way too much detail on that. I've had that. Yeah, and <laughs> she runs out onto the street to chase him down. And she does. Hour 15 minutes. And she's Take like, Jake. Hey. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a bit much. Now we're going to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> you... Everybody's got something to say about this movie. You gotta let it time. It's gonna be a really great episode if anybody can stand to listen to the whole thing. Um, Just saying. <laughs> she chases him down, and it's gonna be this great big romantic moment. And here comes Sherry. Mm-hmm. And she. You know, so he introduces Sarah to Sherry, and Sherry just says they watch Dr. Shivago, and she says how. And um, Sarah says that, oh, I've seen that like 20 times, and she really likes it. And Jake, this is more news, wonderful news to Jake, because this is his dream woman. She likes Dr. Zhivago, his favorite movie. And Sherry even says it's his favorite movie, but she was bored. It's his art. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. And she doesn't seem to... The thing about this character is 
like even if the dude you like takes you to a movie that you think is terrible you don't do it this way you just say oh i didn't really like it but you don't make like snoring noises it was boring yeah i would so just be like we're i I think i'd just leave her there be like oh by the way hang out right here i'll be right back i'm gonna grab (laughs) some ice cream and then she'd be standing there for about an hour by herself you know what i do lemon law Okay. <laughs> and Sarah says that she wishes the movie ended a certain way that Jake had said that earlier, too. So, yeah. There's that, too. Mm-hmm. But so it's awkward and it's weird, and Jake and Sherry leave, and Sarah sadly walks back into the manicure place, and Jake looks back and watches her walk away, and you can see that he's longing for her. Mm-hmm. And then he walks, and then he turns, and just as he turns and goes around the corner, Sarah looks back longingly. But they miss it, so it always happens. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Oh, so Jake takes Sherry home, and Sherry wants him to come up, and he's just going to leave, and he's just saying goodbye, and she's like, you don't want to be Russians? Mm -hmm. And um, he's not into it, and he's like, no, I'm just going to say goodbye. I'm tired. And she's like, it was a long movie. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't seem to understand that he's given her kind of the brush off permanently, which is what I thought he was trying to do, Mm -hmm. but he probably had to be more firm over the phone later on. Because she did not get it. And we're at Sarah's house, and her, you know, friends are sad because it didn't work out. Eric's really upset because he thought it was going to be this wonderful romantic moment, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, um... Then we flash to Jake watching Zhivago, Dr. Zhivago again, this time with the dog, which it's Charlie's dog. What is Charlie's dog doing in Jake's house? Maybe Charlie went out of town. I don't know. And, don't worry about that. <laughs> and then we flash to Sarah snuggling with Mother Teresa, which makes sense because her brother got to go home, but not the dog. Yeah, so she has a dog now. All right. She likes the dog. <laughs> so then we see Jake, and he's got his boat, and oh, it's Dad. It's Bill. Runs, sees the boat, and him and Jake have this chat, and Jake's, you know, and they talk, and I don't know all the ins and outs of this dialogue or how this comes about. All right, well, then let's not worry about it. Move on. <laughs> but Jake's selling the boat. Jake's selling the boat, and he's sad about it, and the dad's like, it must be about a girl, and he's like, yes, she was a unique constellation of attributes, my Haley's Comet. And... Then the dad's like, well, I have a daughter. And he's like, no, no, too soon. And walks away. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm an artist and a poet. And you're an artist and, and a poet. poet. So they have a little bit of a, con- yeah. a kinship. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a moment. And then he says, I have a daughter. And then he's like, no. <laughs> but so he goes, to, he goes from meeting with Jake straight over to Sarah's house to make sure she's out of bed and out of her pajamas mm-hmm. to cheer her up. And they start talking. And he uses the line... He says that he just ran into a man who made beautiful boats. and Or he says to Sarah that someday somebody will like her because she's a unique constellation of attributes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what did you say? And he's like, I must admit it's not mine. I just met this man who makes these beautiful boats. And she's like, oh my God, where was he? Because this is her Jake. And she's like, I'm going for it. And Sarah goes to Jake's house. And he's not there, but Charlie is. Maybe Charlie is staying with him. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Because Charlie is hanging out at his house, and he's like, must love dogs? You need to get the fuck out. (laughs) You have messed up, my friend. (laughs) Because while he's not always a great person, he's a good friend. And he's like, fuck you, get out. You're Mm -hmm. not, you know how upset you've made my friend? Oh, David Lindhagen. Mm -hmm. Ooh, David, fuck that guy. And uh, 
Did you watch that? But yet? No. We'll talk about he says <laughs> he says he won't tell you her where you she bought is. It. No, but I didn't watch it yet. She, she <laughs> wants she wants to know where Jake's at, and he won't tell her. But then Mother Teresa is with her, and Mother Teresa starts growling at him like he's gonna attack. Or she's going to attack. So then Charlie says, you know the bridge by the boat ramp? <laughs> so the next scene, we're at the bridge on the boat ramp. And she's on the bridge and she sees him. And he's rowing the boat. He's taking it out for one last, last ride, ride before she gets chopped up. And she yells, Jake, Jake, Jake. But he can't hear her. He's too far away. So she runs down and she tries to rent a boat. But all the boats are gone. But there's a girls rowing team there. Which I appreciate it. And one of them says, ooh, a love chase. <laughs> and they let her hop on the and boat. And I'm so happy she said so. Yeah. They hop on the boat, and they row her, uh, Sarah and, and Mother Teresa, out. <laughs> and they spot him, and she starts yelling, Jake, Jake. But still, he can't hear her, so she jumps in the water. And I'm like, is he listening to an iPod Yeah, I was or like, something? he would totally hear water. I don't think those existed yet. I don't they know. did. They definitely did. The I, early ones. There was at least a disc man. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a callback to session but nine. This is 2005. Like There's definitely man. iPods. And... Um, so she jumps in the water and swims for him, and he pulls her in the boat. And Mother Teresa, who has been very hesitant about getting in the water, jumps into. So he pulls the dog in the boat, and in the most dramatic fashion, she professes her love to him. And he mm-hmm. takes his his sweater off and, and gives it to her. her. It's very like you do. It's yeah. very lovely. And then we're at the grocery store, and it's the butcher's counter, and she comes up, and he's like. I know, one chicken breast. And she says, no, I'm going to take three fryers. And then he, Jake comes up behind her, and they order a bunch more meat. And make out a little. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the best part is he's like, yes! And the butcher is super happy for <laughs> And her. cries. If you watch it again, there's a tear coming down. I'm like, give me a fucking breast. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> and two thighs and a breast. Like, I would have high-fived her, but that's yeah, it for me. I'm going to cry. And then like, good job. we're in a park. Probably the dog park. And it's a family bar- barbecue. And Jake says, just how big is your family? And the camera pans out. <laughs> There's a lot of people. And, and the then, first cousin's in the corner going, damn, I had my shot. And then <laughs> as, no, as no. the credits play, <laughs> we get little vignettes of vignettes of the characters from the movie. The family couples talking about how they met. We see cousin Casey Donovan ends up with Sherry. Mm. And, She's gonna um, get a tattoo. Look in a at that spot big that's rock. N-O-N of your business. It's, mm. it's none of your business. I was like, ah. They so make her the most. They just had to make character. her dumb. Ugh. Bunch of post credit scenes. And that Thanos shows up. And no. And that and Thanos is, snaps his fingers. And the movie ends on very much like when Harry met Sally. It ends on Jake and Sarah talking about how they met. No, it doesn't. It ends on the two dogs, right? Post credit scene. The two dogs find love. Oh. The, you, you didn't stay for the post-credit flash like, scene, did you? I might have been. I might have been writing things down. It was just funny. And <laughs> that is the end of the movie, and we are going to start with John. Oh, Ooh, we start with John. Yep. Okay. Well, my favorite character is Jake from State from Farm. State Farm. <laughs> um, for obvious reasons, he's just the coolest character in the whole movie. He, <laughs> he plays it a loop the whole time, and you know, he's awesome. My least favorite character is Sherry. That's her name, right? The dumb girl? Yes. Because she's just, no one is, no one, that's not a real character. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the actress, uh, Jordana, whatever her name is, but the character's just shit. And that's after the father character. My favorite <laughs> um, scene is when they're trying to find condoms. <laughs> and they're driving around where I know this is a bullshit scene, and if you want to find condoms, like, just go to 7-Elevens when we're at the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're out? Go to the next 7-Elevens a mile away. 
But well, I enjoy. Not everywhere it. has Seven Elevens, but they do have convenience stores. <laughs> but, but I enjoyed that scene. That was my um, my favorite scene. My favorite line I've been trying to pull up while I've been doing this because I want to get it right, <laughs> and I haven't found it yet. So I'm gonna vamp a little bit. And What's vamping. your favorite tertiary object? Oh, my favorite tertiary <laughs> object is the chicken breast. <laughs> at the butcher's counter? At the butcher's counter. Okay. Because the butcher was really motivated in there. and so. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. I'm going to ad it. Um, I love the internet. It's fantasy. You can be anything you it's, want. I love this internet. Part fantasy, part community. And you get to play, pay your bills naked. Yep. Because you could get to pay your bills naked. Mm. Um, I'm going to yay this movie. And it surprises Elaine, I know, because I was never... Surprises me, too. <laughs> I, I was never a fan of this he movie. He was never a fan of this movie. But I, I, I had a fun ride, because la- I hadn't seen it in I don't know how long, but I had a fun ride. And maybe it's because I'm getting older and, enjo- and um, appreciating the rom-com, but I, I enjoyed the ride. Because um, they had characters you were supposed to hate, and I did hate them, and they are characters you were supposed to like, and I did like them. So as rom-coms go, this is not going to be my first round draft pick. But around round seven or eight, I would say go ahead and watch. If you've seen other ones so of the genre, so you do think it's underappreciated and people should see it. Eventually, you know, don't go first round. But <laughs> when you're running out of shit to watch, give this a watch. I don't think you that know how like this a works. Maybe. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I already wrote him under. Yay! Too late. Tony. Oh, I'm in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite character Sarah. I like Sarah. Okay. Least favorite character Charlie. I hate the best friend that thinks he's funny in these movies. They're, they're quipping all the time, yeah. and they're not funny. And he was kind of a piece of shit anyway. Um, my favorite scene, I like when Jake met the dad, and they had their little moment. Over the boat. Yeah, that, that was, was really cool. My favorite line is uh, when Sarah goes to Bob's house, and, and he's like, you sure you don't want to come in? We just opened a bottle of wine. She's, no, I, I think I'd rather die. But thank you. <laughs> my favorite object is boob shirts. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have boob shirts. That's a good one. Um, I will, I will yay this. I was, I was on the fence of a, a low yay, high maybe, but I enjoyed this. I understand why. Now I understand why everybody talks about it. Cause I'd never seen it, but I heard everybody talk about it. Mm. So yeah, I'll yay it. It was fun. Awesome. Carly. Carly. All right. My favorite character is also Sarah. I have to say, I relate to her character a little too much. It was a little creepy. (laughs) Divorced. Ended up on a dating site. Not because I wanted to. I have two sisters. (laughs) And you end up with Jake. Very involved in my life. (laughs) She does love dogs. It was a little creepy. And Tony and and your dad had that weird boat conversation. I make boats My dad does have a boat. Tony doesn't make them. Tony builds boats. (laughs) He did recently build a wall, though. It's pretty yeah, awesome. That's true. I'm like Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Trump's wall's never getting built. So. But your I did stop all the illegals from coming in my bedroom. Now. I <laughs> I had problems with Carol, the older sister, mm-hmm. because she was just a little too domineering for me. Yeah, she yeah. was. But yeah. at the end of the day, you could tell that the sisters really cared about each other. Right, yeah. And it was kind of realistic, but at the same time, like, lay off, bitch. <laughs> now, would your sister do that to you? No, she would Either of them? They, they, my sisters care about me and are involved in my life, but they wouldn't 
do. They would go to this these lengths. Like I can't see Erin doing that, even though she made you an online dating profile. Yeah, but she asked for my permission first, and if mm. I had said no, she wouldn't have done. Honestly, it. <laughs> if I was gonna see one of your sisters doing this, it would definitely be Jessica, not Erin. Really, I was sense. going the other way. No. I was going with Erin. Erin's too laid back. She doesn't care. But, <laughs> but Jessica's the kind of person that I feel like if she didn't have so much going on in her life, she would definitely be meddling in everybody else's yeah. life. Because really, Jessica's got a lot on her plate. <laughs> well, does. Jessica, if you want to leave a comment, um, <laughs> we'd love to hear your opinion on this. But she, uh, and at the end of the day, I didn't pick her as my least favorite character. But throughout the movie, every time I thought she went too far, I was like, oh, come on. Come on. All right. <laughs> it's too much. Mm. Sherry is also my least favorite character. That caricature. Right. It's not real. It's. I hope it's not real. <laughs> Sherry and Charlie should end up together. <laughs> yeah, he wanted her too much. Not him. My favorite line is the same as Tony's. She sure you don't want to come in? We just opened a bottle of wine. I think I'd rather die. But thank you. That's funny. I I laughed out loud when she said that. My favorite scene was their first date at the dog park. And my favorite tertiary object were the pictures everybody kept giving her. <laughs> Her whole family is a little too concerned. Yeah, like, okay, yeah they're people, way involved. Let me live my life. <laughs> yeah, a little silly. And I agree with Tony that I was also on the fence, and I'm kind of a low yay, high may bay, but I'll yay. All it's right. Kind of, it, it's, a take of, it. <laughs> it's a lot of um, rom-com tropes, and there were a few moments where I was like, oh. But, there were, <laughs> but, but at the same time, but there at the was same time, good dialogue. Yeah, and, it was, and it wasn't like... You know, it it was meaningful. I expected to be a lot more conversations, but it was not. (laughs) All right, three yays, four yays. This is the first time Elaine's gotten four yays in a really long time. I'm all about it. So my favorite character is Sarah. My least favorite character is Charlie. Okay, so we might we split them on the least favorite character. Good job. My favorite line is the internet line that John picked, but. I have a backup. You don't get backups. <laughs> I get a backup. It says, I sound like my own episode of Little House on the Prairie, a friend for Sarah, which I also <laughs> Which really is not enjoy. as good as the internet line. No, it's not. <laughs> but you stole that. My favorite tertiary object, I was also concerned you were going to steal that, but mine is the meat that Carol throws at him mm. and that he catches. I was going to pick that. But I was like, you know what? The chicken was more prevalent in the movie, so. I, I enjoy the catch of the meat. I really like that. My favorite scene is the dramatic love boat chase, <laughs> which I have seen more than one dramatic love boat chase. My favorite one being Overboard. <laughs> Where she chases Katarina! him Katarina! <laughs> you know they remade that? Yeah. And I refuse on principle to watch it. Yeah, you're really weird about that stuff. But... <laughs> it's a guy thing. I, I won't watch them. That's also break. a movie I've seen. <laughs> and it's on um, my short list for movies I, that I'm going to pick for Carly. Just so well, FYI. You, I hope, well, you got a few seconds. minutes to, to really narrow it down. Because I'm going to say, I really enjoy I'm this movie. I'm down to three movies, Carly, if it helps. I like I enjoy this movie as a rom com because I feel the characters are age appropriate mm-hmm. to each yes. other. And he yes. dates the younger girl and can't stand her, which yeah. I enjoy. He can't stand her so much he won't even have sex with her. Like that I was like, a sex invite. He's like, I'm good. I like the I like that she she goes out and has the, the sex with the guy and feels super uncomfortable about it because I think that's, that's a realistic. very realistic thing. I think the characters have a lot of realism to them, even though there are some terrible tropes. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot. But, so, I really like this movie. I used to watch it all the time. 
I was happy to watch it again, and I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> well, you should do that when I'm at work. But it's a good movie, and I think everybody should give it a chance. Okay. So, Four Years Free Lane, very excited about it. Don't know what that's going to happen. That's a unique constellation of attributes right there. <laughs> Maybe you should have drama romance. So, Carly. <laughs> All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. On Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. We would love you to tweet pickup lines. I want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your best one, Ben. On Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. And My you favorite, can email. Mine is dog trash. Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, download as many episodes. And tell two friends and have them tell it. two friends. Yep. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of numbers lately, and it's, that's really cool. We want to know what you think. From all over the world. All too. right. So, next week on the podcast is John's pick for Carly. For Carly, right. And I have it narrowed down to two. And I think I'm going to pick this one. Because I had it was three a minute ago. And I threw one out. <laughs> now, th- this movie I'm picking, I'm going to take your opinion. Because it got a, a high Rotten Tomato score. And it did make its money back in the theater. But not everybody saw it. Oh, we're going Dracula rules? Well, no, it didn't make that much money. Like, its budget was like... So... Quarter million dollars and uh-huh. it made like you still not deciding. A few million dollars. Are you sure you know? I'm going with <laughs> Chasing Amy. Awesome. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. I was down to Chasing Amy and a guy thing, so it was definitely a Jason Lee movie. You were watching a Jason Lee movie whether you liked it or not. Fuck yeah. I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I'm we'll go- see how I feel about it. <laughs> I know. I know Elaine's going to be on board with this movie because she. I don't know if she likes this movie, but I know she's seen it a bunch of times, and we constantly quote that movie. So, Nubian guy. It's yeah. <laughs> a Nubian. Such a white ass dad. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, there you go. And this movie, no, I really, I was surprised that I, I was, I sat down and, and just knew I was going to nail this movie. He <laughs> used to really dislike was, when I watched it. I thought I was going to probably nail it too, because like I said, I thought it was going to be goofy. Because I, I, I was like, this is going to be kind of silly. But then, I was like, Diane Lane doesn't do silly movies. John might do a she little t- bit. She does more romantic drama, yeah, or kind of dramedy than it's not straight. I think what helped for me was that I compared it to yeah. Serendipity, but and it was so goofy. much better than that. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. It was another John right. Cusack rom com, and this is our third John Cusack rom com. I think John Cusack's character in this is a lot more likable than his character in Serendipity. I think. Or High Fidelity. Yeah, he was also yeah in High Fidelity. Was like wow, he's not a likable character, and he was actually likable yeah. in this, and I think really think it helps. <laughs> so it was a good pick, Carly. You should pick this. Rom coms. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I think rom coms where the guy is likable are always better than where he's kind of where she's kind of got to you know fix him. Mm-hmm. If he's already a good guy, they're more enjoyable than yeah. when she likes the guy, yeah, but he's got he all these problems, and she yeah, she's gonna, she she's gonna change yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a goodie. So good job, Elaine. Way to pick. Oh, thanks. 